0: I'm Alex, and I'm Eddie. Welcome to the 23rd episode of Catch Fifty Two, a politics podcast brought to you by WDSR Duquesne Student Radio. We are
1: now 28 weeks away from Inauguration Day 2021, and this week we're bringing you uh, one of our favorite conversations that we had, one of our first conversations that we had uh, revisited, and that is the the hypothetical of what would happen if if Al Gore had won the 2000 presidential election. Um, just because. Uh, Everything in politics is about to hopefully pick back up and and start to heat up a little more with uh, the Democratic National Convention happening in a few weeks and then the Republican Convention happening a little bit later. You know, we're going to start to see more political news. So while it's still slightly slower in terms of actual presidential politics, this is the perfect time to bring a a little more lighthearted and a bit
0: more of a fun episode. Wistful, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Yes. So, Join us as we go, as, as we travel back to the, you know, the eons ago in the past, the eons in the past that was the year 2000. Um, it's the night of the 2000 election. And there's no declared winner because it's the 2000 election. Months go by, well, not months go by, weeks go by. Um, and it all comes down to this Florida recount, right? Yes. Um,
1: George Bush sues the state of Florida right? George, um,
0: and to then, stop
1: the recount. The Supreme Court in real life um, allowed the recount to stop. Bush was in the lead. Bush has declared the winner. Bush wins Florida, and the election becomes president.
0: Yes, so in this scenario, we're saying either um, the Supreme Court didn't stop the recount and maybe Al Gore had won, Mm -hmm. which is something that a lot of Democrats at the time were not too happy about. Um, Or um, Al Gore just won Florida the traditional way. And so in 2000, we have President Al Gore. Yes. What happens next? We're going to go from 2000 to 2020. And we're going to see how better or worse America would be. These two decades are... um,
1: Politically, very, very heavily impacted by this this one state and this this one court ruling. So, you know, um, the the 2000 election was not a a uh, foreign policy election by any means. Both candidates were running on the economy, on budget, on social welfare programs. Just it, it was a very domestic policy heavy election. Um, yeah. And so, the first thing that would have been notable is that Gore would have had many more. Um, reinforcements to the the social safety net system and wouldn't have implemented tax cuts right away. And that's, that's a, the, the first major difference that we yeah. would have seen between those two minutes.
0: I want to, I, I don't know. The Democratic Party and the Republican Party were so much more similar back then than they are now. Um, mm-hmm. Like Al Gore was, was um, and George Bush were both, um, I don't want to say pro intervent I mean, you could say that they're both pro-intervention, um yeah like there's all those transcripts of gore um saying uh that he basically would have intervened in a lot of the international conflicts that went that went on um in the 90s most of them not all of them with a few notable Mm -hmm. exceptions basically just like turning on public opinion um and then bush basically ran on a foreign policy of doing the same stuff but criticizing all the stuff that bill clinton did wrong yeah like
1: a simpler time <laughs> both in terms of foreign policy both candidates were very similar to each other gore was slightly less militaristic in his inter- interventionism slightly less but he was mil- still
0: all about nation building. but
1: both were yeah both were in favor of nation building both were in favor of heavy u.s influence and interventionism across the world um to the point where uh We'll, well, we'll get into that. But, you know, you would have seen a slightly different economic landscape. Uh, the dot-com bubble probably still would have happened. Um, it's, it's unlikely that Gore would be able to prevent that. It might not have been as accelerated or worsened by any tax cuts, but it would have still happened. It still would have been a recession.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the economy, stupid. Presidents, for the most part, can't change the economy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that is... Yeah. And I'm especially, pretty comfortable about saying that,
1: especially a bubble like the the well, the dot com
0: bubble back. was just really stupid because it was a bubble created by the fact that nobody understood the internet. And yeah, it was over speculation. So that was not bound even to people happen. using the internet understood the internet. Yeah, and was, so then it was just like, oh, let's just let's send people pets in boxes.
1: It, it was over speculation, and it was bound to happen. So there would have been a recession, which just like Bush would have had an initial hit on Gore's. Popularity, but then Gore would have seen the same surge of popularity following the most important thing that happened from 2000 to 2004: the
0: Maastricht Treaty in 2002. Right?
1: (laughs) The the September 11 attacks, um, and Al Gore, in a speech uh, after he had lost, said he supported an invasion of Iraq, overthrowing the Taliban and Uh, building an invasion of Afghanistan, uh, nation building in Afghanistan. No, yes, no, an invasion, he, sorry, invasion of, of Afghanistan. He he supported invading Afghanistan and overthrowing the Taliban and building a new democracy. He yeah. did not support an invasion of Iraq. No, he did not. But we'll get to that. But okay, he, he still would have. What we still would have seen was an attack on 9/11. Uh, we would have seen troops engaged in Afghanistan. We would have seen the Taliban overthrown, and we would have seen nation building resume as well as you know tracking down Taliban and al-Qaeda leaders. That's something that we would have seen in the exact same way and we probably would have seen Gore's popularity spike up to 70 80% just like what had happened with Bush.
0: Yeah, the government like you know, I oh my god. I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like I'm a date I'm a, I'm a deep state conspiracy theorist but stay with me. Okay. So the government moves you have what the president wants the government to do, you have what cabinet secretaries want the government to do, and then you have career civil servants who honestly, because of the pace of which the world moves, even in 2000, the government moves a certain way. And then basically the president and the cabinet can either try and rein it in and go another way, which is what you're seeing in the Trump administration, or, um, the president can opt to go with where the, the, you know, the career people are moving, try to change the policy, try to adapt it. But like, if it's going, if the train is going one way, it's going to go that way. So you have 9-11 and then everybody came into work on the next day or, you know, whenever they came into work because a lot of government buildings were on lockdown for a week. Everybody comes into work and says, okay, I want to do something. Um, and so naturally everybody is moving toward, uh, you know, retaliate, take out the Taliban, find Osama bin Laden, et cetera. And that's in fact what indeed happened, uh, the CIA actually sent people into Afghanistan within three weeks of the nine eleven attacks. Mm-hmm. So that's not the kind of speed that we would expect the government to move with, but when the whole government moves at once, it can do anything. And it can do anything really, really fast. Yeah. Um, and so we were we were in Afghanistan without any congressional, you know, like debates, without any mm-hmm. it was like a half a the government was- like executive order.
1: The government was ready to move into Afghanistan, immediately had the international support to do so, yeah. and was able to go in no problem. Um, the big thing that would have been different, though, yeah. is that uh, uh, President Al Gore, uh, speaking in 2002, so this is without the lens of retrospect, was opposed to invading Iraq. It's, it's, a, it's a kind of a tightrope that he's on, though. He's very anti-Saddam Hussein. He's anti-Iraq. But his focus was, he pretty much said, let's focus first on not, uh, on stabilizing Afghanistan and ending that war on terror before we out Hussein. And that's a a, a pretty big deal because at the time of Bush's invasion of Iraq, 80% of Americans believed that that was justified right move, which means as the UN would have come out with their report saying... Um, you know, Iraq has not complied with nuclear uh, disarmament conventions. That would have gained popular support. People would have noticed. People would not be happy at Gore for not doing anything. Gore would be trying to push that narrative. I want to push a little bit back on that. All right, but uh, Gore would have tried to push back on that by saying, well, we need to focus on Afghanistan first. And that would have been, I think, the big debate that's happening come 2003 as the election of 2004 starts to dawn, but the big debate is, should we invade
0: Afghanistan? Here's here's or why or I or think I? it's here's why I think that's less of an issue. Okay, if we're talking in 2020 terms, where the news cycle kind of controls the news cycle, and it's based off of everything happening like in that moment, it, it's such mm-hmm. a like a rapid turnover. Like I could I could see that. So you can see a Facebook headline splash across and be like, UN says this about Iraq, and then yeah. There's a there's a groundswell of people being like we have to go in and take his nukes away. He's already a terrible person. I can understand that, but that's not the world. Yeah. There's no the media still acts as a gatekeeper to information here. There is there's much more of a like backdoor relationship between journalists yeah. and between the government. Now I'm not saying that Al Gore is going to like walk into the the like the you know the editorial office of the New York Times and say like, hey, could you just not publish the UN story or something like that? That's not what I mean, but you know the media—it's—it's—it it, is and it still was. It was all about sensationalism, right? So, sure, you have—I don't know. Maybe we would have pulled out of Afghanistan by the end of two thousand one, but I feel like the report. I mean, the UN report—it it would have. It would have made waves. That's 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 granted. But so in a democratic sort of political environment where like the, the Democrats are kind of like writing the rules for the most part, right? And you have Republicans mm-hmm. reacting to it, reacting to the party in power, the Republicans don't get to like turn on the Iraq war hype machine, which they were able to do in two thousand and three. Sure. So my my counter
1: to that is the election of two thousand and two was also a very um, unusual election in the sense that it's one of the very very few elections in which the president's first midterm election benefited them almost every single president
0: yeah but that's uh, war popularity yes
1: but but i'll I'll get to that Uh, almost every president the year after they got elected um or two years after they get elected lose seats in congress it happened with obama it happened with trump it happened with clinton and bush won. uh it happened with reagan it's a very common pattern um it didn't happen with Bush, too, though, because of nine eleven. So it probably wouldn't have happened with Gore either. Gore would have gained that big majority. But there still would have been plenty of Republicans in the Senate because that was, I mean, that's just how the it's, Senate it's works. It's hard it's to flip over, to sure. Um, and the General Assembly reported um, the noncompliance September twelfth, two 2002. Gore spoke on that less than a week later or about 10 days later. Um, So, so that Iraq report was not like a small deal. This was the UN pretty much accusing Iraq of war crimes. So, it it still was a big deal. Even though the Democrats would have had this power, the Republicans, especially the the more pro-interventionism in Iraq, Republicans would have seized this as a political opportunity. I think that's a very very likely outcome.
0: But again, I don't. I think you're overestimating the power of of the political minority in the two thousands. The minority right now can. Be incredibly vocal. They could, the minority has the power to con, to control the media cycle in the 2010s and the two in and to mm-hmm. now. That's what we saw the Republicans do basically for six years under Obama. The minority doesn't have that power in 2002. I I especially since this isn't a this is a minority that is um, about to be defeated in the midterms.
1: This is after the midterms, though, and this is...
0: Even more. It's a minority that has been defeated in the midterms.
1: Keep in mind, though, this is still a country that's very, very close and, and not very divided in 2002, that's 2004. The, I mean, there, there were a lot more prominent moderates, moderate Democrats, moderate sure. Republicans. It was not a time of extremists because the media didn't include. So you'd probably see even some Democrats being elevating this report and saying, hey, we should do something about Iraq. I mean there there were republicans and democrats that voted to authorize the war in Iraq in of the, the real timeline. So in the timeline I believe also that you we still would have seen not as loud obviously because the president's not speaking to the UN and neither is the secretary of state but you still would have seen a public outcry about Iraq and you still would have seen very high approval ratings about intervening in Iraq especially because we already had troops in the Middle East
0: in a large large scale. I'm I'm slightly I'm slightly more skeptical of that I think that because because then then what does it come down to right so are you are you saying that oh we go into iraq in 2003 because i don't think we do
1: no i think uh, gore is opposed to going into iraq but i think that's a major contention point between him and the the voting people is that the people are starting to drum up support for intervening in iraq but gore doesn't do it and i think that is the major talking point between the two parties going into 2004 is what should we do with iraq
0: so then what? The 2004 election is a referendum on Iraq,
1: pretty much. I think that's what it comes down to.
0: All right. Because but the economy, we let's let's get out of foreign policy here for a second because mm-hmm. the economy has it's gone through a small recession. It's not it's it's gone through a V recession if you will. So it it there was um I think one or two quarters of um of negative of yeah. uh of one or two quarters of contraction. Um so I mean uh, people were people were hurt by this but the the dot com bubble isn't really talked about that much because it was like speculators were hurt so this was like a wall street thing so you felt yeah. it a little bit on main street but it was it kind of dissipated because yeah the world was only starting to just become economically flat I'll go into that yeah. a little bit later but you didn't have transnational linkages you didn't have linkages between like the linkages between New York banks and like houses in Detroit or uh, like Iowa and yeah. stuff like that, like that stuff hadn't like manifested itself yet. So it people didn't feel a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. People lost a lot of jobs. Don't get me wrong; it's the recession. Let's not let's not say nothing happened. But compared to other recessions that we have to talk yeah. about, like it was very sure. It was a bit of a blip. But I, I think that the
1: the dot com bubble would kind of be an afterthought, especially because just yes. like in the two thousand four presidential election that. Actually happened a 2004 presidential election would be debating foreign policy It would have been a a complete 180 where in 2000 It would have been an economic debate where foreign policy is also discussed and this one becoming a foreign policy debate where domestic issues are also discussed Um, But I think what's also really important is talking about who the Republican nominee would be in 2004
0: Okay, so who are the loudest cheerleaders for because all right, so let's 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 go off your theory, right? the loudest cheerleaders for war are going to be the ones that get the most popular support. So we've got, especially among the opposition party. Exactly. Um, So a clear, clear candidate right out the bat that we have to talk about is John McCain.
1: John McCain is the prom the following Bush's loss. McCain is the prominent national Republican figure.
0: There are, there are, there are a few others. There are Definitely a few others, but few others.
1: no one has McCain's popularity. Even in the 2000 election, it was really between Bush and McCain the entire time. Like, Dan Quayle's name was floated, Elizabeth Dole's name was floated, but no one really, no one else really even pulled up to the 10%. It was, it was Bush and McCain.
0: The and McCain's time. sort of, like, caucus of senators, um, Lindsey Graham, yeah. um, like, those senators are more of, like, McCain's supporting posse mm-hmm. rather than actually, even though I think, like, I think I think Lindsey Graham ran in in 2000 um maybe but like no he no on
1: <laughs> no one had the popularity that John McCain yeah. had nor did they have the national profile so I feel the like he kind of be a he he kind of be a Joe Biden type situation where him winning is is pretty much inevitable I think we'd see some some newcomers start to float their names out there, probably some senators, some governors. You might see a, a young Mitt Romney throws hat in.
0: Yeah, Mitt um, Romney. Uh, Ron depending. Paul, definitely. Well, but no, no Romney, Paul,
1: Romney would have... Romney would have just been elected, got it, so he wouldn't have run in 2004.
0: No, Romney would not have um, run. Huckabee is definitely... Mike Huckabee could
1: have run. Uh, Ron, Paul's Ron Paul probably easily, would have run, but, but I think... He would not win. Yeah.
0: Because Ron no, Paul is... I think isolationist and america is the exact opposite of isolationist right now
1: so i think it would have been a pretty sweeping victory for mccain that's my personal opinion you can feel to feel free to contest that unless you agree
0: yeah it's 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 tough to to see that far back in history there's just there's not enough data on the political environment i mean there was but like yeah I mean, strong I think, oh,
1: Rick Santorum. You might have seen a Santorum candidacy.
0: Santorum was such a small um, candidate, even in 2008. Though I don't think he would have shown his face in a presidential election in 2004.
1: I think it's possible. I, I, I'm just saying, like possible names. I don't think he would have been a big candidate if he had if he no. had won. But you know, you you would have seen some 2008 and 2012 contenders kind of testing the water in 2004. Sure. Um, you wouldn't Rick Perry 2016 or 2020 sized field. Rick Perry might have run. But I, I, I don't think any of them would have been able to, to beat McCain. That's my personal opinion. What, do, right. what do you think?
0: I, I'm on the I'm on the same boat as you. Especially because no, McCain... So. The, the country is so put together. And also, well, we have to talk about the fact that McCain probably would have run on a Joe Lieberman ticket. What do you Because McCain, Joe McCain
1: would have been vice president at this point.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. So he would have been tainted. Okay, because McCain... The reason I brought that up is because McCain was uh, in 2000 considering announcing Joe Lieberman as his running mate. Yeah, and in 2008 he almost got Joe Lieberman as his running mate. Yes, that's um, true. but then you know, it, Sarah Palin happened. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who, who uh, McCain's the, the, VP would have been. It no. could have been. It could have been anybody.
1: Yeah, it could have been any senator, representative person. Yeah. That I, I don't think that he would have had a, a major figure. It could have been, like, Rick Perry. Could have been a Santorum person also. Santorum yeah, probably would be very a, much. a pretty good pick for him. Michelle Bachman? Bachman. Uh, but I I think, like, a McCain-Santorum ticket is something you'd see Santorum just to appease the... the um,
0: the people who might the not more agree with McCain's,
1: like, liberal social views. Yeah, because McCain was pretty socially liberal, so Santorum would be a pick, or someone of that breed would be a good pick to just try and get the, the conservative Christian vote. And that, more after that does McCain's.
0: kind of fall in line with the Republican Party's a little like transition a little bit, because mm-hmm. when you had... The, the ticket has consistently been somebody for social conservatives and somebody for big business or somebody who kind of like combines both. So you have Bush Cheney It was Bush kind of had the personality. Cheney had big business. Um, And on on a a McCain Palin ticket was weird because McCain kind of had his personal brand and Palin was more of that tradition was a very (laughs) outspoken, but very, very traditional on message conservative. Mm -hmm. Um, The same thing, Romney Ryan, Romney was that personal brand conservative where Paul Ryan was, more on message yeah that's actually a really interesting theme that i haven't thought about until literally right and, now i mean the same every thing republican,
1: with, with trump and pence, pence that's what i'm a saying very
0: traditional conservative, every yeah. republican ticket since honestly we can say since 2000 has I, been might i mean reagan bush
1: i think yeah. it's, it's been a long-term pattern I, The I've, top
0: of the ticket is somebody with a lot of charisma who is not yeah. always on message but is speaking to the American people in some way. Yeah. And then the VP is somebody who is like bringing in the partisans. And A saying, more traditional
1: conservative. And I that's think that's
0: actually really interesting.
1: Yeah. I think that that's probably what we'd see in yeah. 2004. So I think you you'll see, uh, Gore Lieberman versus, we'll McCain Santorum, just, just cause Pennsylvania
0: represent. And yeah. that also fits the, um, that also fits so, sort of an interesting hypothesis that I've subscribed to sometimes, which is the idea that usually unless it's, unless it's an incumbent or unless it's mm-hmm. like weird circumstances going on, you know, like in the middle of a war, like, like wartime president, etc., Americans tend to vote for the candidate with less experience. So yeah, but you have Al Gore in war right mm-hmm. now, but you know, if that war is, if there is popularity for more war, you know, Al Gore is more experienced. He's got a year, a term of the presidency. He's got, I believe Al Gore was two terms of vice president. Um, more yeah. experience. You know, McCain has been a senator for a long time at this point, And he's got the yeah. uh, the POW story. He's got uh, his military service. Um, mm-hmm. Both in, Both two incredibly experienced candidates. But experience in the White House versus experience not in the White House. That kind of, I feel like that yeah. seals it.
1: So, so looking at the, the two thousand four map here. Oh, geez, um, yeah. What what we see is uh, a blue leaning Florida, a blue. So this is the two thousand election, um, and New Hampshire red. Uh, so again, you you kind of have a battle between foreign policy as should the U.S. do something in Iraq, and I feel like right now the the momentum um, in this hypothetical world is leaning towards intervening in Iraq. And especially, I think having uh, Santorum on the ticket, I think McCain would be able to take Pennsylvania and take the election. I actually, that's
0: exactly where I was going to go. I would agree. I think McCain takes. I think McCain takes Pennsylvania, Um, maybe even Florida. Hold off on Florida because Florida had not started its like red transformation just yet. Yeah, but Florida still had close already. Florida but I, so I, I look back. at New Mexico as a candidate for turning red in that election as well, solely because it's proximity to Arizona. Yeah, that's true also, yeah. So um, we might
1: see an election that's very, very similar to um, the 2004 real election, which is yeah. strange. That It looks almost exactly like the same map. Yeah, um, just, And Florida being a toss-up state. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, you see, uh,
0: but even a, a, in that in that world, even if Florida is a toss-up, we still have uh the Republican winning in this case.
1: Yeah, with with a not blowout, but a no.
0: surprisingly
1: large victory for a
0: popular wartime president. But I like think the parties, can. the parties are close yeah. enough that I feel like it would be really hard to have a blowout.
1: Yeah, this is this. Whenever we've had the the discussion, is the most interesting part that kind of influences American history a lot. Is who wins in 2004 is, is Gore able to maintain the enough popularity to win? Um, I think analyzing it right now, the archetype, I don't think
0: the archetype battle really kind of says it all because Gore is stuffy. Gore is an elitist liberal. And even though that the whole like flyover country thing that didn't really manifest yet, it was still there. It just hadn't appeared in like political consulting firms. So McCain could easily speak to middle America to that. And that could definitely play into the idea of like, oh, Gore is a a coast-to-coast elitist kind of thing. Yeah. Which is, again, part of why he lost in 2000. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense that somebody who is, you know, a very, very good high-pressure public speaker like McCain would be able to play that up against somebody like Gore.
1: Looking, looking at the 2000 election, the, the biggest critique of Bush was typically that he didn't seem competent. Um, and McCain yep. is an amazing public speaker and can work a crowd. And I think he'd be able to pretty much correct the action that Bush was criticized for. Yep. And I think he'd be able to not pull out and sneak out a victory, but kind of steal a victory. It, it wouldn't have been. I don't think anyone would be really calling the election before Election Day. I, no, I think it but would have been...
0: Again, if you are... Yeah, I, I it's not, it's like, not stealing or sneaking a victory if you're flipping Pennsylvania, yeah. if you are flipping perhaps... Yeah. um, If you're flipping perhaps uh, New Florida, Mexico. New or New if Mexico. you're flipping New Hampshire, if you're flipping maybe flipping Florida.
1: It, it would have come down again to battleground states. Nothing yep. outside the battleground would be contested. Um, but I, I think that... Uh, What was I going to say? It was, um, you know, in in 2008 with McCain or in 2008 and 2012, um, you know, people knew what was going to happen before the election occurred. People knew Obama was going to win. I don't think that that would have been the case in this 2004 election. I think it would have come down to the wire and I think it would have come down to election night and come down to those three states. And I think it would have been close in Pennsylvania. And I think it would oh, be definitely super it would have... super close in Florida but I think that McCain would be able to pull out the victory.
0: But let's 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 also be real in the context yeah. of many presidential elections. We're not even talking about Ohio and Ohio has been the one where it's like Ohio has been the is the bellwether for Republicans to watch and we're not even talking about Ohio flipping so that should be all of the yeah, kind of the uh, information that you need right there. You,
1: you see somewhere in between like two hundred eighty to t- to three hundred ten electoral votes for yep. the Republicans, a, a, a comfortable victory. Comfortable victory. All right, and now we have going from two thousand four to two thousand eight, President John McCain and Vice President
0: Rick Santorum. So what what happens now? Because the the election. Okay, here's something that really annoys me about let's let's talk about the two thousand eight election and say like what would have been the defining like factors going into that. And then we'll come into who the candidates might've been. Mm -hmm. Um, people say that the 2008 election was about, was a referendum on Iraq or, or I'm talking real life was a referendum on Iraq. Some people say it was a referendum on the economy. I'm a big believer that it was a referendum on the economy, but I know that's like also my personal bias. I'm, I'm
1: leaning towards you and I think I, I know where you're headed here. Um, but the 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 big question is in 2004, um, a a little known yeah, um, senatorial candidate from Illinois named Barack Obama spoke at the Democratic National Convention in favor of Kerry. Yeah. The question now is: Here we go. First off, is Gore popular enough that the Democrats are able to have or is? is the 2004 Democratic National Convention as big of a deal as the 2004 Democratic National Convention was in real life? Because it's a re-election convention. The other big question is, does a senator from Illinois speak on the main stage when someone from Pennsylvania might be um, better suited as that's one of the states that's in contention?
0: So are you saying that, uh, well, hold up, hold up, hold up, because generally, I mean, first question, Pennsylvania is still pretty gerrymandered at this point. Um, I don't know. So there is Senator, so Senator Santorum. So, but who's, is Bob Casey the Senator? No, Bob Casey was 2008. Yeah. He's not the Senator in 2004. I am showing how little Pennsylvania history I know. I don't know who the Senator was in 2004. The
1: 2004 election was Arlen Specter versus Joe Hoffel. Joe Hoffel. Um,
0: Arlen Um, Specter won re-election. Oh, Inspector. Pretty, so we had two Republican senators in Pennsylvania so yeah. do representatives speak a lot in Pennsylvania
1: uh, well I mean you might see instead of Barack Obama speak you might see Joe Hoffle huffle speak huffle Joe Huffle you might see Joe Huffle speak the the Democrat nominee for Pennsylvania where you might hmm. the, the Democrats might be trying to get out the vote in Pennsylvania they might be trying to get out the vote in Florida New Hampshire New Mexico the states that are a little, a little more battleground
0: so yeah I don't know
1: if if this young man from Illinois would be getting that same national attention.
0: And at the same time though, you look at what a lot of what went into Obama's speech at the convention. And this was the, I mean, it is a, it is an over-exaggerated trope, but this was sort of the first example of the Democrats shifting their, their messaging on who is delivering that message. So, this this is the first example of when they were thinking being like mm, let's look for somebody who of course is a very gifted speaker but also let's look to you know get out the uh, you know get out the black vote representation and yeah. while the democratic national convention is not exactly the place where you're going to gin up the black vote um, mm-hmm. again it's a, it's a convention it's 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 messaging it's a sign of things to come although i i don't know i feel like the party at that point is much more focused on like having people from relevant districts speak. Yeah. But then that begs again, the question, even though it is not a re-election convention, why are you having Obama speak? He's running for senator in a solid blue state.
1: Yeah, because he was viewed as a rising star on the party. But the question is, are they here to promote rising stars in this convention or are they here to try and secure Gore's re-election?
0: You know, you know this is interesting though, because why would you be trying to promote rising stars in a non-re-election convention?
1: Because you're because Obama was seen as a possibility to succeed Kerry's two terms as a person to run in two thousand twelve.
0: Okay. So basically so, prepping it eight years in advance. Whereas yeah. in a, a in a okay. But again, I feel like I don't know, unless you've got a democratic operation that is very, very concerned about Gore's chances in two thousand and four you take the opportunity to yeah. maybe give that, that podium to an up-and-coming Democrat who can actually just take over where Gore left off in 2008 when Gore's mm. assumed second term would end. So, so the big question here is whether or not Obama gets the,
1: the, key, the keynote speech. I personally am not sure that he does. I think that if you look at where all the important elections are, um, especially now that the Democrats will have picked up more seats in 2002 and are going to try and hold on to them as they hold on to victory in 2004, they have a Senate election in Ohio, in Pennsylvania, in Florida, in New Hampshire. Uh, I mean, they're they're all across, and the Democrats who have their probable majority here would have to really start pushing for it.
0: I am. I used to be in that boat. I'm not so sure anymore. Okay, I'm not so sure. California, Nevada, Oregon,
1: Washington, North Dakota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, New York, Connecticut, Vermont, Maryland, Arkansas, all had in real life Democrats running for reelection. Probably in this, in this fake scenario, you might also have a few more representatives that are running in these states and also in other states like Pennsylvania, Ohio, the Carolinas, Florida, Louisiana had uh, a little bit more blue back then. Like you have Iowa, you have a lot of possible blue candidates running that could directly benefit, and that you know the Democrats are holding onto their majority here. I, I think that you, I think that if Obama would speak, he'd be speaking in two thousand eight as a, the junior senator from Illinois, not the presumptive mm-hmm. senator from Illinois.
0: I don't know. This is a <laughs> this is kind of a sticking point, yeah. Because if Obama speaks. Then that drastically speeds up the timeline, and if he doesn't, it pushes it mm-hmm. back anywhere from four to eight years.
1: If Obama speaks, he's a candidate in two thousand eight. If he doesn't speak, then he's not. And that's a, a very very
0: you know. Here, let me let me let me let me put it another way. I think I think this is something we haven't talked about. Um, Obama, we're we're saying that this is a this is a war. This is an America that is pushing. This election to be about foreign policy in two thousand and four, yeah. mm-hmm. and if Gore is seen as weak on foreign policy, he needs he needs Democrat warhawks to speak on his behalf. Obama yeah. is not that guy.
1: Obama is a domestic policy, American dream type person, and that was following care his Jim or Kerry. Kerry uh, was trying to run on you know reshaping America, okay. restoring America and Obama was this new America, and he envisioned this new America, and that's not what...
0: And Kerry was only able on, to run on this. domestic policy because of how, number one, popular at the time Bush's foreign policy was. And because
1: Iraq was already happening. The main issue would have been Iraq in the 20, in this 2004 election, and Obama is not a, a Gore Democrat. Pete Buttigieg is a Gore Democrat. <laughs> Obama is an American exceptionalist candidate in 2004 and that's not like that Yeah, but Obama you know, here's another here's another thing right go. now. So 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 in 2004, Al Gore was running as the status quo candidate. Barack Obama is not a status quo candidate.
0: Okay, I see what you're saying. Let me give it to you another way. The you know though i was about I, I was what i was about to say is i was about to talk about the um the first gulf war um mm-hmm. which is under bush too and i was like first gulf war was uh was very successful and i'm like wait no it wasn't because bush too was only a one-term president mm-hmm. um so like we you know the gulf war was definitely like a a, a piece bush of his won. re-election but it clearly was not that significant of a piece yeah. of his re-election because he was overweighted he the um the weight of uh, taxes is what took down Bush... I uh, Not Bush 2, Bush 1. Yeah. Um, so, it, Bush 1's Iraq War in uh, 1990, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. 91? Something like that. Um, so, I was about to say, like, wouldn't a quick war, because Afghanistan was, if nothing else, a quick, hot war, and then we had nation building, which would just yeah. war people.
1: And we would have continued to have troops in Afghanistan at this time, but people would have been pushing Gore to invade Iraq.
0: And having troops in Afghanistan stay there, Gore would Gore definitely would have done that because throughout Bill Clinton's uh, term, Gore was in support of all of those instances where yeah. troops were staying in country, but that also yeah. resulted in some really, really bad PR moments. We have Somalia, for example, and um, this was 90... Three? Three? 90, yeah, somewhere 93 or that. 94 uh where you have blackhawk down so i'm I, I think it was 93 um so that was actually one of clinton's first things that i believe he ever did watch one of wikipedia this it's going to be like actually no you're 100 percent wrong um But regardless, I
1: think that um, I don't think that Obama would have spoken because I don't think he would have been... 90, 92 to 93 was the um, invasion. Yeah,
0: yeah, 90, 92 to 93. 93. This, was, this was one of the first things Clinton ever did. He was an incredibly inexperienced president when he first got into office. The turnover in that White House was actually kind of similar to the turmoil that was created um, into the current administration. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can, I can very much see Gore, I, I guess my, my point being, I can see Gore if we're talking about just Afghanistan, right? Afghanistan is your successful war in the same vein as Iraq won under yep. Bush won. And then I was going to say, okay, well, then we go back to American exceptionalism. We go back to uh, the defending the surplus mm-hmm. domestic policy. So, like, maybe Obama would be a good candidate in that environment. But then at the same time, it's like, actually, a successful war did not save Bush won yeah
1: so i i don't think obama speaks in 2004 or yeah i don't think obama speaks in 2004
0: it makes much more sense for some other like young democratic mm-hmm. senator a separate young democratic senator would speak yeah and in his place possibly
1: from a a more contentious state possibly someone who's just a little more um interventionist in foreign policy to, to show that gore is not you know, because I think what you'd see from the Republicans is is a lot of campaigning saying Gore is afraid of intervening. Gore is afraid of Gore is not
0: going to protect you.
1: Yeah, gore, So I think you'd have like a war hawk or a general or someone along those lines speak in in place of in place of Obama. So I don't think Obama. Oh yeah, all in those all those
0: Democratic generals.
1: I, I mean, I think they had one in 2016. I think, but regardless, I think you see a. A McCain Santorum 2004 presidency, um, and you see Obama not take the stage yet. I think Obama will in 2008,
0: um, which we can get to. All right. So then we have. All right. So then let's 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 talk a little bit. So 2006, um, McCain wins. So 2004, McCain Santorum wins. 2006.
1: I think McCain. One of his first actions is bringing troops into Iraq. That's kind of his. That was his presidential
0: um push in a sort then what do we see mccain do well in the midterms of 2006 um because there wasn't anything terribly catastrophic that happened domestically between 2004
1: and 2006 but the iraq war in real life lost popularity within a year or two um, and I think you might see that same thing. It was already, if it's already a contentious issue, it's going to be a pretty partisan issue. Yep. Okay.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> and so okay. I think
1: McCain loses popularity in 2006.
0: It loses a little bit in the midterms. It's not a blue wave here. Yeah, it's not a wave, but it's, but it's, and it's diff- maybe, maybe cause definitely if McCain wins, he's bringing the rest of the Republicans in on his coattails. Cause it's, again, this is politics yeah. 2004. The top of the ticket matters. Um, so probably I don't know if the Democrats can, uh, take back control of the House. That's a, that's questionable, mm-hmm. um, depending on the margin that they went in of control that the Republicans went into 2004 with. Yeah, um, Republicans probably keep control. Probably keep control of the Senate again. That d- just yeah. depends on like the particulars of domestic and current events that happened for two years. The reason I say that nothing terribly, nothing terribly catastrophic happened between 2004 and 2006 is because <laughs> in the uh, the waning hours of 2007, not exactly, uh, the third quarter of 2007, we have um, the start of the great recession.
1: Yeah. Um, and so here's when again, I think that a, an opposite party pickup is, is pretty much unavoidable here. Um, as the economy starts to tank, um, McCain, uh, you still have a Republican in office, a conservative in office, who's going to try and bail out the big businesses and prevent through trickle down economics, prevent the recession from getting worse, which. Do you think just, McCain does the Bush tax cuts? Um, I think you see some tax cuts. I don't think they're to the extent that Bush's were, Cause I think that again, the, the, I think McCain runs and governs as a wartime president, not as a yeah. domestic policy president.
0: Cause here's, here's something we haven't talked about yet. We haven't talked about linkages. Cause when we first mm-hmm. had this conversation, <laughs> there's something that we established is the key, the key linkage. Well, not, not the key linkage, but one of them is that in 2000 is that you have two rounds of Bush tax cuts mm-hmm. from 2000 to 2008, <laughs> basically stimulus checks. Right. Um, yeah. and that, ended up and it econ 101 the first thing that you learn is about if you're if you went to if you did econ in the past few years you learn about what caused the great recession and that it was basically like 50 different things and nobody can agree on what and you learn yeah. about the great sorry that's the great depression the great recession you learn that it was caused by basically a weird combination of uh tax stuff and finance tools mm-hmm the finance tools had existed for about 40 years up until that point. And sure, the Bush administration deregulated. That made the process worse. It came to a head in the near the end of his presidency. But like, I feel like that's not something that the president can control. No president, especially not a wartime President Gore or a wartime President McCain, is going to have the uh, foresight to say, you know what we need to regulate right now? Uh, credit default swaps. Like Nobody even knew what those were. So it was definitely that side of the crisis was still going to happen. The question of did the Bush tax cuts exacerbate the bubble that we had going into 2007 is something that is warranting a little bit more debate. So if we're going to assume that Bush wasn't elected, Gore definitely would have not done that string of tax cuts. I wonder Mm -hmm. if McCain would have.
1: I I think you would have seen some tax cuts, especially cause Gore would have raised taxes. I think at the very least you would have just seen McCain put them back down to about Clinton levels. Um, I feel like, especially because McCain okay. is a more moderate candidate, um, even fiscally, I think you would have seen more like Clinton era taxes instead of, you know, Reaganomics. Um, yeah. So, so I think you, you would have seen like a, a, slightly progressive tax
0: under McCain. But that's interesting though. Cause if, if Reaganomics mm. don't make it into the two thousands, I don't know. Let's let's continue this later because we have to talk about the uh, the the messaging of trickle down economics. Because McCain McCain was definitely on the trickle down train. Yeah, Uh, we saw that in the two thousand and eight race. But like that wasn't who McCain was, and that's not what the country was like identifying.
1: No, because right again, that he's running as a wartime president, cutting taxes in the middle of the war is not typically a a correlation that is, is common. Typically, you see taxes. Raise if anything, especially in military funding. And
0: we're going into 2000, and in the 2008 election, yeah. as we are going to get into, you do have you do still have conservative debt hawks, deficit mm-hmm. hawks in both parties. Uh, so if you have financing a war plus cutting taxes, I think that will spark a little bit of that of those people up. Yeah, but it's think- not crazy though, because the Tea Party didn't really emerge until the 2012.
1: Yeah, it's it's it's. Fiscally moderate conservative tax tax cuts. I don't think that they, they will affect anything too too much, especially just because like it's it's only about what two years between his election, his inauguration and the and the recession beginning. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't think that it'll be as big of a deal, but I definitely think politically it will be a big deal. He cut taxes and now there's a recession and the Democrats are gonna I, highlight
0: I don't that. think that's gonna I don't think people are gonna see that though, because tax cuts are still popular among both parties during this time. Yeah. Sure. I think it's more going to be a more simple, just like a, so- like a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately association. Yeah. And, oh, well, I'm
1: hurting in McCain's president. And I think what you'd see in 2008 is a large, large field, especially because you haven't had Democrat, Democratic candidates yeah. running since 2000, when Gore was the shoe-in candidate. So you really haven't had a competitive field in the Democratic Party since 1992. All right. So I think you'd see... You know, you'd see John Kerry, Howard Dean, John Edwards, Hillary Clinton. Oh man, Joe Biden would probably still throw his easily.
0: Team. Joe Biden would throw his hat in. Biden do we would see throw Obama like, throwing th- his hat in into this? Into I don't this think environment? so. He, I don't he think doesn't have do. the popularity.
1: So you no. have you have Clinton, Edwards, uh, Biden, Kerry, uh, Lieberman. Dean, maybe Lieberman might also run. I don't know if Lieberman would have would have changed parties in this in this scenario. That's that's mm, an important question. That's true. Would would Joe Lieberman have changed parties? I don't think um, so though, because, because
0: what, would this the is not, the, the what would the Democrats What would the in the Democratic in this Party world? be? There, yeah. There's no democratic shift. It's it's the Democrats have stayed, have stayed put and the Republicans have, have also stayed put. They've just slapped the elephant onto McCain's legacy. Yeah.
1: It's so I don't think the Democratic Party would have moved in the way that Lieberman would have left the party.
0: Yeah, so Lieberman's definitely so you I I feel like though like you could still get a, a bit kind of like a, 2000, uh, a 2016 uh a, a 2020 dichotomy where you mm-hmm. have, where you, where you definitely have, you have conservative and then, I mean, more conservatives. By our standards, the 2000, uh, this, this hypothetical 2008 Democratic field is basically full of moderates and some Democrats who are kind yeah. of right wing. Um,
1: I, I think that the the main three would probably be between Kerry, Edwards, and Clinton. I think those are your three. Um, the big question is, do, do John Edwards' allegations come out still? I think they do.
0: Oh, yes, without a doubt.
1: His affair while well, he's cheating on his wife with cancer. I think that still go. comes out. And I think he's still kind of kicked out of the question. I, 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 and I, I I think it comes down that. to who wins in a primary contest between Hillary Clinton and John Kerry.
0: Um... And power yeah, okay. it out. Yeah, that's not yeah. happening. Dean's um, popular,
1: but like I think he's kind of the 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 Warren to Sanders and Biden. Yeah. Or he's, he's the he's the Kasich to Cruz and Trump.
0: There you go. All right. So let's let's stake out the battle lines here. We've got we've got Clinton and Kerry in this is yeah. going into two thousand and eight. This is co- Clinton voted for the Iraq War, so let's not understate that. Yeah. Um, so
1: Clinton would have
0: been the more moderate candidate in the scenario, probably. Because Kerry was for, was Kerry anti war in 2004? Because we can base a lot of what kind of campaign Kerry is going to run in the primary as mm-hmm. the kind of campaign that he ran against yeah, uh, yeah. Bush too in 2004.
1: I'm, uh, he probably was, just considering he was against Trump. Yep. He uh, frequently criticized Bush's, Bush for starting the Iraq War. So, okay. Again, (laughs) so Kerry's running to the
0: left of of Hillary. That's what we're finding here. So
1: so you would have had Kerry Clinton running in a um, Clinton as the more moderate candidate. And again, you you have a a left-leaning challenger to Hillary Clinton in 2008. Um, And what I think you see is I think you see um, Kerry sweep the Northeast just because he's a Massachusetts senator. Uh,
0: Well, we got to talk New York, though.
1: Yeah, I think New York is not. I'm talking New England. I think you see okay. Kerry sweep New England. I think you also see Kerry sweep the West, California, Oregon, Washington. I just agree. because the
0: the more liberal portions. Uh, throw in Hawaii in there as well, yeah. and probably Illinois.
1: Yeah, Illinois also. I think I think Hillary wins the the Rust Belt though. I think I agree. she wins PA, Ohio, Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan. And probably you also, have Car- you also have
0: Clinton winning the South, the Southern yeah, primaries. We'll say maybe not. We'll get to the Carolinas, but um, because it, but, I don't know what John Kerry's views on um, LGBTQ rights are or would have been. Yeah,
1: Hillary was a much more conservative, so I think you see that happening where Hillary kind of sweeps the South.
0: That's what I'm. Um, that's what I'm basing a lot of this off of because Hillary had some pretty socially conservative views at this point. Yeah, um, I think
1: the the. Because Edwards is out now, I think Edwards still gets South Carolina or North Carolina, just because like that's that's his home. Um, yeah, not not he doesn't get anything else outside of that. I think, but I think that's like his his one big pickup. I think Hillary takes South Carolina. I think Kerry takes Florida, though, because Florida is slightly more yes. liberal than the rest of the South. I agree. I think um, Maryland, Delaware, and New Jersey also that all go to Kerry.
0: Um, uh, I think now this is, now this gets interesting because. Yeah. Can you, pull up the, uh, can you pull up the 2000... Well, again, we can't use how Carrie did in 2004 yeah. as, a, so as an example.
1: There's the, the 2008 primary. Hillary didn't do well in um, The Great Plains. Hillary
0: did not do well in That's The Great That's true. Plans. She still had that reputation of, again, the coastal... The coastal yeah, she, so uh, I think
1: you might see Carrie do well in... Um, Idaho, Montana,
0: Wyoming. Can you pull that, pull that map back up, though? because I want to see that again, because that was kind of a little bit of a different picture than we're painting. And I want to compare Kerry to Obama yeah. and how Obama ran. Obama Obama lost a good portion of the Northeast on that map, which I think mm-hmm. is really interesting. And is not... Okay, um, Obama carried the South, but that's because of Black vote, right? Right, 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 yeah. right. Which is... Okay. So that begs the question... Because I don't know if Hillary Clinton is going to run I don't know how successful a Hillary Clinton civil rights campaign is going to be.
1: No, so I, I still think that the the old South comes out in support of Hillary. Um, yeah. you know, I don't know. Oh yeah. Mm,
0: but that's what I'm not saying because, because he's running to the left.
1: Both are running as coastal elites,
0: though. So. Yeah. That's tough.
1: I, I, I like I'm. I, we're both struggling here as to who wins a a Kerry Clinton primary. I think.
0: Well, here, here, let me give you another nugget about Kerry though, because Kerry has that bit about um, killing somebody in Vietnam. Yeah, that is that's probably worth at least considering here.
1: 2004 Demo- I'm looking at the 2004 primary map also. Okay, so Kerry yes. just swept. In 2004.
0: But again, that was against who? John Edwards Edwards and Clark Clark. So hmm. John Edwards, John Edwards would have run to the right of Kerry, if I'm not mistaken. And Howard Dean would have run to the left.
1: I think, I believe so. Okay. So, so looking at the margins though, um, Clinton barely won Iowa and Missouri in, in this one. I think that she doesn't win Iowa and missouri in this in in two thousand four i think she in in real life she didn't she barely did i think here, she doesn't
0: okay i um or' let's 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 talk
1: i think right now the democratic party in this scenario is painting itself especially as is starting to move closer to anti interventionism to to pit itself against um McCain, who's seen as a, a militaristic interventionist. At least the Democrats are painting him that way.
0: All right. So let's let's do a little bit more. Uh, give Nevada to Clinton. Because um, Nevada is still a yeah. weird place. I think time.
1: Arizona and New Mexico also go Clinton.
0: Yep. Uh, those are definitely two pro-war places, at least because of their orbits in McCain. Or yeah. They are not... Well-
1: We'll flipping. give Clinton New York also just because she is the senator,
0: so she yes. has enough
1: popularity there, and I think that pushes Clinton to victory.
0: Yeah, I think enough
1: that, towards victory if yeah. she comes in uh, if she does enough good in the other states. I think
0: this is the problem with this map though is that we are we're giving Clinton the benefit of the doubt in the South. Yeah, we're also giving Clinton the benefit of the doubt in New York. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what a left of Hillary campaign would have looked like for John Kerry, which I think is, I feel like that's, because, you know, Kerry is not exactly that far left, or at least he wouldn't have been in 2008. So, Mm. you have Hillary, it's difficult, it's difficult. I don't know if you have that anti-corruption wing of the Democratic Party making itself known yet, the Occupy. I don't
1: wing. think so. I don't think so. Because I think the Democratic Party is still a lot more conservative at this point. Yeah, It's a I'm lot more... To, I'm inclined to agree. It's the new Democrat age. It's the Clinton-Democrat age. The, the Bill Clinton. But I think it's it's been... If you look at who the Democratic candidates have been, it's Clinton-Clinton-Gore-Gore. Gore. Or Clinton-Clinton-Gore. Yeah. Clinton-Clinton-Gore-Gore. Gore. And I think... Clinton follows that right. pattern a lot better than Kerry does. I So I, think I, have, I in have in a hot primary.
0: In a hot primary.
1: Okay. You might even see though Clinton Kerry as the ticket. You might see a Clinton Kerry ticket. Just Maybe. to as an appeasal.
0: And that would be a very I mean we call it a hot primary, but it would be a very cold primary. I could definitely see that as the ticket as well. Yeah. I have a I have a question for you because this is this is going to go against something that we originally talked about. Okay. You said that we were going to have a party swing in two thousand and eight, right? The White House changes hands because of the economy. Let's so. let's talk about the world that we've just imagined. Okay. You have you have Bill Clinton from ninety two to ninety uh, wins in ninety two, wins in ninety six. You have Gore winning in two thousand. So we've now had twelve years of Bill Clinton. Yeah. You then have four years of John McCain. The Democrats are now going to run Bill Clinton's wife four years after the Clinton administration left office.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's. that's I little I, little I agree soon. that Clinton. That's,
0: I. Mm. Mm. But she did run, and she did do well in 2008. And part of but, the reason that she lost is because run of who two, Obama was.
1: But she didn't run in 2004. She declined she to run. She turned down running in 2004.
0: Well, obviously. Because then they would have, the only successful candidates the Democrats would have run would have been Bill Clinton <laughs> and then his wife. <laughs>
1: like, so I, I think then you might see Kerry.
0: I, th- I, but this is, but this, is, this is the thing, though, because she did run, and she did run hard in 2008.
1: Yeah, but does she still run in two thousand
0: eight? Well, obviously she still runs in two thousand
1: eight. But but in the same way she didn't run in two thousand four, right after the Clinton administration was kicked out, would she run in two thousand eight, right after the Clinton administration is kicked out?
0: Ah, oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. When was she elected senator of New York? Um, Hillary Clinton was elected
1: senator of New York in I I want to say two thousand two but i'll check um 2000 uh 2001 so uh, in the election of 2000 she's elected senator of new york
0: okay so she would have been senator regardless because she was she ran probably so she ran assuming gore was going to win yeah so she would be okay so in 2006 her turn is her term is up Yes. So she would have had to either not run for re-election. So she opted to not run for re-election in 06, correct?
1: No, she ran for re-election. She was the senator from New York. So she is Senator Hillary Clinton running against Senator John Kerry.
0: Oh my goodness, this is tough. Yeah. There's good arguments for either. I was
1: was convinced of Hillary until you brought that up. and I, I, I think Kerry takes it at this point now. I think people want to see... After Gore loses, I think people want to see a new Democratic Party. Just like after Romney lost, people wanted to see a new Republican Party.
0: Yeah, that's true. So I think you see. But then okay, okay, let's go back into the map and say like, where is that going to manifest? Because we still I mean we still have to go through the the we still have to go through the votes and say how does Kerry win this? What states are we going to take away from this?
1: So I think you see the the establishment. I think New York, I don't know if Clinton wins New
0: York. But New York, okay. But, no, Clinton, but not only is the New York senator where she's just one reelection. Yeah, yeah you're right. New York is I, definitely staying Clinton. I think
1: the the Democratic South, which is is which still exists, the Democratic South still exists. It, it's the power. It's the party of Al Gore right now. I think the Democratic South turns, and you see pretty much like the the farmer class support Kerry. Yeah. Clinton.
0: So give so give him Kansas. Give him Oklahoma. Uh, Colorado is weird. Um, yeah we'll keep Colorado neutral route. but I think that's enough to if he has give, give Utah to Kerry as well because of uh, Clinton you know, and the whole uh, if and he the takes, indiscretions
1: I'll I'll say it this way I think Kerry takes the west coast he takes New England he takes the south and the plains and even though Clinton is more of the Rust Belt candidate that you know the the people in Pennsylvania and Ohio are comfortable with her the, she is the pe- person that they know and they supported at least in Two thousand and the nineties and two thousand, the Democrats, the Democrats in those states support the the establishment Democrats, which at this time are the Clinton Democrats and the Gore Democrats. So I
0: think Kerry pulls out a victory, though. All right, it's mm. yeah, that, but it's wild that it depends on who we give the South to.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I I like this I I like this map right now because it actually is somewhat similar. To the map, the the map that we have, this one that we're looking at right now is similar to the one that we have for uh, that you can look up on Wikipedia, and it shows like where Obama won versus where Clinton won. Because it's Mm -hmm. wild, Clinton has this diagonal line of winning cuts across of winning the Northeast, and then it actually connects down to winning the Southwest. Clinton won California, which is something that I think we're also sweeping. Yeah, but
1: just she she squeaked by in California.
0: Yeah, she barely won. Whereas Obama won. The Northwest, Great Plains, um, yeah. Chicago, and then also the Old South. But again, that's that is a bit of a unicorn because we have the black vote comes out. historic black numbers for Obama, for which totally makes sense. I don't know why we, I. It's difficult to gauge whether we can just give that to Kerry based on Hillary Clinton being Hillary Clinton.
1: Yeah, in two thousand eight, the election was fifty-one to forty-three. So it was it was close. Okay. And that was earlier on in the, that was February 5th. So that was one of, and that the West is Tuesday.
0: the West is one of those places in this environment that might be looking for a new part of the party. I don't know. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I, when I said that like, Oh, it's going to be 20 years of Bill Clinton. I was convinced that Hillary wasn't going to do too well, but now I'm kind of coming around the other side, which is John Kerry is not Obama. He's not, you know, he's a new wing of the party, but he is not like utterly transformative. Like Obama, it was, mm-hmm.
1: I, I, i think Kerry still i think clinton represents the kind of the part of the democratic party that's getting tired and that's the the gore party the 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 gore party i mean it's it's the party of gore at this point it's the party of clinton and gore that's very high-minded very you know it's and i think at this point especially becomes kind of an anti-mccain party the that wing whereas Kerry takes um, it into Harry a new is, place. It's kind of, is a new Democrat. A new, new Democrat, because Clinton was the new Democrat.
0: But but again, if then we're going to, so then, but then the map changes again, because if we're going to say that this is the party that's running against McCain, like I can make a good argument for then saying the Rust Belt flips to Kerry.
1: But then I think Kerry wins regardless. I think. True. Kerry, I think Kerry pulls out a victory here. If, if Clinton runs, I think Kerry wins. If Clinton doesn't run, Kerry definitely wins.
0: Yeah, that's
1: true. And the other big question is, who's his running mate? Because John Edwards is now out. Kerry Edwards is no longer a ticket. because. does Obama come back
0: into the picture? Does Biden come into the picture to secure the Rust Belt? Biden could. And you know,
1: this is the time, again, just like he did with Kerry in 2004, where this, this new wave of Democrats gets to speak. And I don't think Obama has the profile right now to be a VP but I think Obama does have the profile to give his 2004 speech.
0: Yes. Okay. So Obama is,
1: is now a, a, an established Senator. He's been there for two years. It's a real great public speaker. Um, he's not, he's not running for
0: real, not a real election. It's a, it's a defeat McCain American. Yeah. It's a morning in America kind of campaign.
1: Yeah. So we have John Kerry 2008 running with (sighs) who does Kerry run with?
0: Hey, I I honestly think not Mike Ravel, It's Alaska. No, I think I mean, Biden Biden is Biden, a strong yeah. candidate for VP in this situation too. Yeah, Biden. Uh, I
1: think yeah. Looking at the candidate, I think Biden is definitely the the strongest person that has a national profile to to do to run that. So I think you see Kerry Biden. Okay. So you so, have McCain. Oh, those Biden-Santorum debates would be incredible. Oh my
0: goodness! And Who does was, Pennsylvania go to?
1: That's Pennsylvania becomes the bellwether. Yes. State so so looking at this 2008 election now, where it's McCain again is running. McCain is running in 2008. Joe Biden's running for vice president in 2008, but everything is different. McCain's running for reelection after pulling out a comfortable victory in 2004.
0: And he's probably going to be running on extending the Rock War. The job is not done. Um, mm-hmm. And Kerry and Biden are running a campaign of sure, the job either, number one, the job is done. The job should have never been done. And yeah. we've now destroyed America in the process.
1: And we've destroyed two countries. Let's make America uh, great again? Maybe. No. <laughs> 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 I mean, what you see is is a is an opposition a culturally opposite, opposite party now. I think that this is where the democrats start pushing left. Yes. Not not anywhere towards like Bernie levels but towards Obama levels. I think this
0: is where the
1: this Obama democrat. This is where democrat, healthcare comes into democrat, it. Yeah.
0: This is where financial protections come back into it. Yep. Where you have a uh, where maybe not on the campaign trail. Well let's let's just talk campaign trail right now. Where I mean <sighs> Kerry is coming from the slight left of the party. Biden certainly actually Biden's probably like right in the like, excuse me, Biden is probably in that left center, not center left, but like, yeah, like left of center kind of area where he's left of center left. Um, Maybe a little bit to maybe just probably right in around, if not, maybe a little bit to the right of Kerry. Um, Yeah. But not by and much. I
1: think what we might see is is Romney Care again. You might see Kerry's uh, health plan in two thousand eight is is You're very right. similar to what Obamacare is and Kerry Care.
0: Oh, that <laughs> really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, because
1: Kerry's two thousand four plan was expanding the government's role in paying for health care by giving health care to all people through spending proposals and tax credits. So Medicare for all. No, it's it's. And sh- making sure that everyone's insured. So it's Obamacare, it's Affordable Care Act. Okay. So I think oh, you I see still see saying. you still see, hey, the economy's not looking too great. We're wasting a bunch of money over in Iraq when we should be spending money on health care. Yep.
0: Yeah. And the successful and Obama's successful campaign in two thousand eight was run hard against the Iraq War. We'll definitely see Kerry doing that by two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. I mean will have, will have presumably been, so that does change some things in Afghanistan. So, um, in 2006 or 2007, president Bush in real life signed the status of forces agreement in, uh, I believe Afghanistan regarding Afghanistan. So basically we had to be out of Afghanistan, um, by, uh, it was by second term Obama. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe 2014, 2015, um, let's, I don't know if McCain would have signed that. Um, but even if he, even if he did, because McCain on the McCain in 2008 was constantly talking about you know, comparing it to the cold war, right? Basically saying yeah. like, we kept troops in Korea, we kept troops in Germany, we kept mm. troops in Vietnam, well, not in Vietnam. Um, we kept troops in, um, yeah, Korea and Germany were really his only two compare, uh, the really, the only two ones that he would compare it to, um, I would say like those troops are a stabilizing force. So you have McCain running on, you know, not to get too like democratic into democratic rhetoric, rhetoric, you have McCain running on an endless war platform. Yes. And I could definitely see Kerry running on a bring back the troops platform. Mm-hmm.
1: And now the big time comes: what happens in this election? I think these are the the battleground states. You have uh, obviously Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, uh, Virginia, Florida,
0: Colorado, New Mexico, and Nevada. So here's the, that's that's the question. Let's 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 bring up the original 2008 election because there are definitely enough parallels, and we need to just analyze where the country is. Yeah in terms of domestic politics, because again, we are, if this, if this, if this conversation, if this experiment is discovering anything, it, we are, we are shedding light onto how dynamic and incredible of a candidate Barack Obama was.
1: Yeah. Uh, So, so this is what we're
0: looking at here. Um, The, 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 the historical magnitude of what was the Obama coalition that that cannot be understated.
1: I, I think that Kerry definitely, I mean, without, Having to argue my point at all, Kerry is not Obama by any means. Um, Kerry has a little bit more Gore quality to him, soft spoken, calm, um, good public speaker, but not incredible public speaker.
0: So let's just let's just go through let's just go through real quick. Yeah, I don't think Kerry is going to take Indiana.
1: No, I think Indiana. Keep Indiana slick. red.
0: Let's hold off on Ohio for now.
1: Yeah, I think Iowa stays red. Also,
0: I definitely agree. Um, I think. I think Michigan goes blue. Michigan was one of the hardest places hit, yeah. Um, And we still have the blue wall at this point, so flip uh, Wisconsin blue as well. Yeah. So uh, there, there's, there's, there's a. Well, do you think Indiana
1: is hit hard enough by the recession that it becomes that it goes blue also, or do you think it cares enough about the war that it doesn't care about the recession?
0: (sighs) That's hard to tell. That's hard to tell. All right, I think leave Indi- let's leave Indiana for now.
1: 2008 is when Virginia started trending blue. Uh, I think it still would have gone blue without Obama. Like
0: I think Virginia's... Um, I have some issue with that because Virginia is very much a place that if, if there's ever a foreign policy-oriented state, it was Virginia.
1: Yeah, because so many bureaucrats live in Northern Virginia, and Northern Virginia carries the state. The thing is, Obama won
0: by 6%. And let's assume Kerry would have probably won by anywhere from one to three.
1: Yeah. Kerry lost by 9% in 2004, but 2004
0: was, again, completely different. Pro wartime. Okay, the, I see the, where you're coming from.
1: The The country flips, the, the, the country, the state flips completely and goes from 53% Republican to 53% Democrat like that in four years.
0: Yeah. All right, so and give Kerry Virginia.
1: I think Kerry takes Virginia, especially because, again, Kerry does, is both candidates represent washington insiders, so i don't think harry is a threat to yeah. you know virginia
0: uh, in terms of northern virginian politics now all right we have more more interesting things to discuss because i think we're, we're not going to be able to come to much of a let's hold off on the rest of the rust belt for now because i want to yeah. kind of like lead up to that let's talk florida i think that's tough, florida's tough. <laughs> yeah florida's always tough um my my uh my Oh my God! All right, so by what Florida, percentage did Obama oh, no, win no. Florida in two thousand eight? Obama only won Florida by fifty-one.
1: Yeah, McCain takes Florida. McCain takes Florida. I I don't think that there's. I I don't doubt that at all. McCain takes Florida. Um, and this this is this is another election that comes down to the wire. Looking at like it's oh
0: it's, geez. All right, so let's let's give Kerry New Mexico. Really, you think so? McCain's, uh, New Mexico McC-
1: New Mexico went. McCain is an Arizonan.
0: New Mexico went uh, blue against Bush.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Okay, yeah. So, and then I think Colorado goes blue if New Mexico goes blue.
0: This is—I think we can say that 2008 is the start of when you start to see that yeah. liberal isolationist Democrat out of Colorado. this definitely has to do with weed. Um, yeah in colorado we start to see that uh, look let's not understate it that's just yeah. how it is um nevada i think nevada still goes to mccain yeah the democrats haven't taken control of nevada politics just and, yet and the democratic party is still not
1: as focused on identity politics now as they are in yeah. the actual 2008 election
0: where okay obama so obama brings out the people of votes of color across oh my the goodness so you know this literally comes down to ohio right it, it does. Just like, just like everything does. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> it comes down to Ohio.
0: Okay. So man, you're really, cause, fun, cause electoral I... fat,
1: fun electoral fact. No Republican has ever won an election without winning Ohio. Yeah. If a Republican loses Ohio a hundred percent of the
0: time, they lose the election. Okay. Let's, all right, let's, let's talk because let's talk policy here because all right, here's here. You, you, I'll I'll give you my my interpretation. You tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. My first first piece of evidence is going to come from the 2016 election. Here's why. We saw that the Rust Belt votes based on domestic, on its own perception of domestic policy. Mm -hmm. That happened in 2012. That happened in 2008 in real life. The perception of domestic policy is a perception of corruption of being screwed of uh i haven't gotten a a raise in real economic terms in 30 years yeah i there's a much longer lecture of this i could go on to um but basically the rust belt hadn't seen a real wage increase in 30 years jobs have been shipped south or overseas but usually south because you have right to work states um people there were angry they wanted change that's the 2016 story and that anger manifests itself in Donald Trump carrying the rust belt yeah. so i think that also happens there's not as much betrayal in the rust belt by democrats yet this is mm-hmm. the, the, there's been a flip flop in parties already so oh my goodness and then the fact that you have Biden versus Santorum certainly doesn't help. In Pennsylvania, yeah, you can't yeah. really say, "Oh, well, it's Biden, so he wins," or "It's Santorum, so he wins." Because
1: no, no, it's never that simple. It could be either, especially with Pennsylvania. It could be either. Well, here's oh God. You notice? Know, you know, I just thought. realized if it's it's not the most likely outcome, but you could have a, a tie here if Kerry wins Indiana and McCain takes the other two. But I don't think that's no,
0: what no. happens because if, because here because
1: <sighs> I think these these states vote
0: in a block. No, I disagree. Indiana is much more socially conservative than the other two.
1: Yes, but this... I, I don't think either party is running on social issues this election. That's true. Neither party...
0: McCain is socially liberal anyway, so it don't it doesn't matter. Yeah, the
1: the Democrats are running on on the economy and healthcare. The Republicans are running on the economy and war.
0: I See, it's difficult because... When my, we talk about bias, cities in the think, Rust Belt, here's what because here's why I said Michigan goes blue automatically. Yeah. Detroit is like the city yeah. that got hit by the recession and yes. got hit hard. Yes, so that makes sense. I there's no big city in Indiana, which I okay, Indianapolis. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of people that live in like Gary
1: in the Chicago area of North, uh, but they Indiana. haven't
0: been. The, the impact of the recession doesn't hit Main Street until 2010, 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. That's the problem right now because we've got the financial ramifications and people getting freaked out, but we also, we don't have the Tea Party. We don't have the Occupy movement. That doesn't appear naturally as an outgrowth until 2009, 2010. Yeah. It's really difficult to say. I'm inclined, to, f- I'm inclined to say Pennsylvania goes blue. I think so too. And I, that, that takes them. That gets them the victory. Oh my God. But this, this would be a close election.
1: Yeah. There are, there are three States here and any combination of two automatically gets carry the victory. Pretty much if he wins Ohio or Pennsylvania, he wins. And I think he wins one of the two. I don't know which one he wins, but I think he wins one of those two.
0: Well, hang on. So what happens if, if McCain wins Pennsylvania, but then carry what's the, what's the, what's the uh, world where there's a tie. Show me that. Uh,
1: McCain winning Pennsylvania and Ohio, and Kerry winning Indiana. But I don't that's think not that's happening. No, I think I think Kerry has just enough of of anger among people from the recession, um, and enough uh, again. There's no, think,
0: there's no anger among people in the recession. That the war is
1: also yet. waning in popularity. Yes. So I think Kerry wins at least one of Ohio or Pennsylvania and I think that's an, and, and, and that is enough to give him mm, the victory.
0: Pennsylvania does have that Pennsylvania isolationist streak mm-hmm. so I think you might see a slight creep
1: into the t from from the democrat so I think Pennsylvania goes blue as does the election Right. Barely. Bare- I, this is this is the new election of two thousand, right here. This is a tight, tight election.
0: But again, I don't, I don't even want to say because this, I, I could totally see McCain taking Ohio and Indiana in that situation. Yeah. I'm still inclined to say but, that McCain takes Indiana. Yeah,
1: I, but even if McCain takes Ohio and Indiana, Kerry still wins. I think McCain, which is what def- I'm
0: saying. I oh.
1: think, I think we can say in a very, very close race, race McCain wins or uh, Kerry, runs. Kerry wins. Kerry wins. And that that would also make it. Oh, but that's a big. That makes it three one-term presidencies in a row. Gore, Gore, Kerry, or it makes it during gore, war, which is even more insane. Gore, there's a war. He loses to care or to McCain. There's a war. He loses to, Kerry. I that have have there ever been three one-term presidents in a row, or or two one-term presidents in a row? Even, I yeah, there were two.
0: Ter- there's there were two one terms, but I don't think three.
1: Well, I mean, we'll see what happens in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Let's, let's, since we're, we're already taking up a lot of time here, let's just say Kerry and Biden are able to take out uh, McCain and Santorum. And I think Kerry and Biden win in 2008.
0: All right. So 2008, it's un, uh, probably they, they, they've got two... Kerry and Biden have two main jobs. It's pulling out of Iraq... Yes. And fixing America because the consequences of the recession that that technically starts in 2007 mm-hmm. hit Main Street in 2009, 2010, 2011. And during this time, you have the emergence of the Tea Party because yeah. this is a Democrat. A Democrat is going to spend their way out of an election, out of a recession, and then the Tea Party so still going to rise. The, the Tea Party rises in reaction to Kerry's spending. Uh, yes. There's no doubt about it. You have the fiscal Hawks, you know, emerge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have Occupy basically being mad at everybody, but from the left.
1: Yes. So this so. is, this is where the parties really start to shift up a bit. Um uh, this is going to be tough. <laughs> Remember, you like, also
0: have consequential Supreme Court decisions taking place during this time. Yeah.
1: Albert Rafael v. Hodges happens, right? That's in the first also term. DOMA, I think that happens. Yeah. Citizens United happens.
0: No, Citizens United is
1: 2001. Oh, so, uh, but like major, major presidential consequences here. Sure. Um, and what you see is I think, so I think Kerry would govern very similar to Obama. I agree. I think it would be very, very similar to what we saw in 2008 under Obama. Meaning Kerry would have
0: be, us out of Afghanistan, maybe, depending on the circumstances. He'd, we'd definitely be out of
1: Iraq or much, much lower presence in Iraq because it was such a quick turnaround on Iraq, no new president. He's going to completely change how this is done. Now, the yeah. big question is, so, so again, 2008 to 2012, we're good enough years for Obama. And I feel like the same goes with Kerry. You know, obviously there's the rise of the tea party, rise of occupy America really begins to divide.
0: And we have definitely 2010. We have a wave year for Republicans. Yes. So the,
1: the, the tea party still comes through. Definitely. So now we have to think about who runs in 2012. I think the candidates would be very similar. You see, Mahirani, I agree. Rick Santorum, Ron Paul, Newt Gingrich. I think those are the, the four again.
0: I don't think now, I don't, I'm not so sure about Gingrich. I mean, Gingrich didn't... He didn't do remotely well, so we don't have to talk about no, Gingrich. But, but Santorum has a massive profile, though.
1: Santorum is now former Vice President Santorum. Yes. He's running not as Al Gore, but as, like,
0: Dan Quayle. Okay, I see what you're saying. And I do I do see Romney. I do see Santorum. McCain. Uh, wait, he's gone. McCain's gone. Uh, I think it comes Rick down to... Harry. Rick Perry is definitely Perry a ran, potential. But wasn't a, a very big um Yeah, but this is a complete but Rick, Rick Perry's whole MO is that he's George Bush too. But George Bush didn't win. There is no George Bush. <laughs> but that's what but that's what I'm saying is <sighs> that like mm-hmm. R- Perry is a Perry is a wing of the party from an area of the country that is not represented by Ron Paul, Mitt Romney, or Rick Santorum.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I think it really, in my mind, it comes down to Santorum Romney, and it's again an establishment versus well, something that didn't happen in, in the Republican Party in 2012. It's establishment versus Tea Party, kind of Romney running as Tea Party, but you know Romney's really not. No, the-
0: but no, but Romney ran Romney ran to the left. <sighs> so the Tea Party, Santorum- the Tea Party runs to the hard right. Santorum would be oh like uh, the establishment in this in this scenario so i wow. don't know if santorum
1: uh, so then who so you have santorum and romney splitting the establishment vote maybe that could happen where romney's the the moderate republican santorum's the establishment republican that leans right and then you have like ron paul who's running and rick perry who's
0: running who are now more. i would say ron paul is tea party patient zero but Ron Paul is just such a unique kind of person that I don't know if he would be able to, like, we saw this in 2016, a la Bernie, candidates who put their face on the front of a faceless movement, and then mm-hmm. try and win with that movement have not been terribly successful. Yeah.
1: I think I think Paul would have, def, I was about to say mention Bernie, I think Paul would have had a very similar thing to Bernie in 16, where they have a... Or, or, I mean, also Ron Paul in twenty twelve, where they have Ron a Paul was strong,
0: a st- Ron Paul had good performances every election he ran.
1: He he had a very strong, um, very loyal voter base, and I think yes. that definitely would have happened. And I think it would have been stronger and bigger, but I don't think it would have been big enough to win. I, mm, I think it. I think he would have divided the Tea Party vote, and I don't think that you would have had a Tea Party candidate
0: run. That's true, uh, Scott Walker. Still, that's somebody worth talking about.
1: Yeah, I, I, I Walker was twenty sixteen
0: though. Um, I think oh yeah, it, that's true. That's true.
1: I think it would have come down to Romney Santorum, and the question now is, does Santorum now have the, the resume to beat Romney as former vice president?
0: I'm trying to think if there are any other like governors that were that were missing out on, who might you know enter the fray and might look for a national profile
1: I mean looking at other people you had um, buddy Romer the governor of Louisiana no. John Huntsman governor of Utah and ambassador to China no and Michelle Bachman mm, Bachman hot. so I, I, I don't think that you would have seen much else Gary Johnson also is there but also no. like, yeah I, I I think that it's Herman Cain also <laughs>
0: No. Nah, I, certain... I think
1: the big question is I think it comes down to Romney and Santorum. And looking at the map,
0: I mean Romney kicked. We also here 20 here's 20. another. Does does Trump throw his hat into this one? I, don't uh, think so. I no, I don't think so. No,
1: no. I so this is what we're looking at. So Romney did really well outside of. I mean, Romney did well all across the country. He did, but that's because Santorum was a senator from PA, he or a former senator from PA. Nobody knew who Santorum was. Santorum now is the vice president under a candidate who the Republicans really, really liked, McCain,
0: and he's also who just
1: barely lost, also because this is again, this is a super close victory. Santorum probably still has enough popularity after that.
0: Especially if Santorum was, because again, you have the the, Santorum could steal a little bit of McCain's personal branding Mm. without the, without the sort of the association that would come with, you know, oh, it's like he lost an election because generally speaking, I think McCain would become incredibly popular after the election of 2008. Because people would, I mean, this is still a relatively united country. People saying, you know, sure, McCain did lose, but he was a very good candidate. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that would be... I think the, the election
1: of 2008 is also taken with, with still respecting McCain. And you know, they, they vote against him, but they don't hate him. Yes. It's, it's kind of like when H.W. lost, where it's like, well, Clinton was just the better candidate. I think that's what it comes down to. All right. Now, now, what the the one governor I'd throw the hat in for as a candidate would be George Pataki, really? former governor of New York. Um, during nine eleven, he was the governor of New York. Republican oh, okay. um, beat Mario Cuomo. So, so again, like a socially liberal, fiscally conservative. Type but again, person. Mitt Romney
0: takes up that territory.
1: I think he runs. I don't think that he does very well. I think. Okay. I, I still think it comes down to Romney and Kerry and Santorum. Do you think Do you think Romney pulls it out, even though Santorum
0: has the the resume now? No, I think I think Santorum is winning because Romney Romney is not running with the kind of this is a world where the Republican Party is still the is is, is called the party of McCain. Yes. And there is still hype. There is still that "what if." And as McCain.
1: similar as Romney and McCain are, Santorum is the one that's directly associated with McCain. Yes.
0: So and so let's let's follow what happened. With we had an incredibly popular Democratic president. A few years removed, that president, that Obama's vice president, is now the is now the nominee of the party. Yeah, four years later,
1: exactly four years. Exactly. Later, yeah. So we
0: have Santorum, incredibly okay, yep. popular, branded McCain brand candidate. Republicans. Four years later, vice president is in charge of the party all right so we've got i like that so santorum good grief
1: harry santorum in 2012 <laughs> and Paul see the fact first. that the
0: fact that rick santorum even came
1: into this in the first place is bonkers yeah but like that i mean he came into this picture in 2004 we were saying yeah. yeah santorum comes in as a as the vice president in a strategical in a strategical pick to win Pennsylvania wins, Pennsylvania loses, but in a close election. And just because he's associated with a much more popular candidate is now the Republican. Nominee. That's what
0: we call some strategery.
1: Um, and I think uh, now, now we have All to right. look at what happens in 2012. So I, I copied over the map from 2012. Okay. Um, <sighs> again. I think, again, this was already so much closer of an election than it was in real life in 2008.
0: So, so show me, show to, me 20, show me the actual 2012 map because now we do have to talk about some demographic changes. Yes. Um, all right. So Obama still carried Florida, which surprises me.
1: Yeah. I, I don't uh, think, I think Florida is a lost cause for a carry
0: Republican. All right. So let's, let's, but let's compare the differences. Obama McCain, right? Or not McCain. O- Obama Romney. Yeah. In 2012, what did Romney flip? Cause Obama didn't win by as much. Uh, Romney he flipped, won
1: Indiana, North Carolina. Um, I think that's it. I think.
0: Yeah, he in North
1: Carolina or Nebraska too.
0: Ah, right, Nebraska. Okay, Nebraska but, too. Yeah. Okay, so that's what Romney's going to flip, and Romney did try and shift himself back to the position of traditional conservative. I don't, yeah, but, but think but again, that it's that that's going not to
1: Romney work. anymore. Now it's Santorum. Now I'm just
0: saying, like the Romney is does. Mm, As a case study, Romney and the general ran from a position of a traditional conservative, but he also ran Mm -hmm. with his own slightly left-leaning brand, whereas you have Santorum, who we would, in in 2020 context, talking about McCain, we'd call it a left-leaning brand, but this is the context of 2012. McCain is the Republican Party. The Republican Party is right. So McCain is not a left-leaning Republican. McCain just is Republican.
1: Yes. So- Obama's popularity had fell by about fifteen percent, um, in by his re-election. It was still positive, but it, ish positive enough. But um, it was oh, it, it had fallen a good deal after his re-election. So, Kerry's also probably would have fallen a good deal. Um, obviously, there's there's not the ingrained racism that affected Obama, um, but there's still increased partisanship and the Tea Party movement that really radicalizes not radicalizes, but really shifts the Republican Party to the right. And I think Santorum definitely, while still being an establishment Republican, shifts his policies to the right.
0: So let's let's right now, let's look at this, because this is basically the Obama, this is basically right now the 2012 Obama map, but we actually have given Santorum, Ohio, which Obama did win in 2012.
1: We're saying probably Ohio was a toss-up state back then, and I think, I think again, it comes down to Ohio and Pennsylvania, (laughs) I think that maybe new mexico goes red
0: but i let's I, talk I mean, demographics why is new mexico and okay well we're also we're also having florida stay red obama won florida both times and we haven't even talked about that yeah i think i think because obama
1: barely won florida in 2008 and he slightly solidified his lead in, in 2012 but i think kerry doesn't invigorate people like obama does Especially if you know where um, the the Tea Party really did well, live free or die.
0: Oh, geez, that's right. Yes, goes flip New Hampshire. And I think again because then I
1: I just I I my mind cannot wrap itself around President Rick Santorum. I I know. I cannot grasp how that's a possibility, but it, it is because right now this map is two fifty five to two forty five. Okay, but
0: let's be real: Santorum has you, to carry both.
1: If well, no, because if New Mexico goes, then either candidate keep Colorado blue for the moment. Yeah, but I, let's say New Mexico goes red, just because it's—I <sighs> don't know—it's—it's it's the the McCain influence in the South, and again, the Democratic Party is not the party of the of the Hispanic vote or. The party of the the black vote yet it's 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 the same establishment Democratic Party that it was under Gore. This is still the party of Gore and the party of Kerry, not the party of Obama. Obama's right. a rising star still. <laughs> but oh my gosh, look! I mean, all right, so give
0: it, give it, give Santorum Pennsylvania because he's the top of the ticket now. It
1: it all comes down to Pennsylvania here.
0: If, if I just want to see what that looks like. Okay, so if we... Oh, my God. Uh, so, <laughs> we, <laughs> if we give Santorum Pennsylvania, that puts him at 270.
1: I think... You know what I think happens here. I think Santorum loses the popular vote and gets elected president. I think Santorum flips Ohio and Pennsylvania and wins the presidency in, two, in 2012. I think Rick Santorum... Oh, ooh, ooh. Another question. Who yeah, but what about mate? Nebraska? Who's I think it goes all red? Who's Santorum's running mate? Oh man, we we, that's something we didn't even discuss. Paul Ron Paul, I know, or or um Rick Perry, Santorum Perry would be a strong ticket. I think especially Perry would kind of pick up and where Santorum's a little more dull. And in 2012, we see. (laughs) Kerry Biden versus Santorum Perry. Lord. And I, oh my gosh.
0: I I think Santorum and Rick Perry. Our prediction
1: is that Rick Santorum gets elected president of the United States, losing the popular vote, but winning the presidency.
0: I think this is, this is a Trump map right now. This is minus, very, minus this is, a few Rust Belt blue wall states. This is very, very similar to the Trump
1: 2016 election. But now <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. Rick Santorum is elected president in 2012.
0: OK, let's slow down here because but, but, let's talk about let's talk about.
1: Social now values. we're talking three Republican president or three one term presidents in a row. America is getting but 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 I think this makes sense because this is where America starts to really divide itself.
0: Yeah, I agree. America,
1: especially because social media comes alive, the Tea Party and Occupy come alive, I think in 2012, Rick Santorum beats...
0: (laughs) Running on a platform of returning to McCain and fiscal conservatism.
1: Fiscal and and social conservatism.
0: Because say what you want about the Occupy movement, it didn't manifest in elections. The people who voted for Obama... In the same way the Tea Party did, yeah. The Occupy movement was more like in a, a movement against the system, whereas the Tea Party had to just... moved the Democratic simply... Party to the left. Yeah, but it moved the Democratic Party to the left the, just so because the, that, it Occupy was the base only
1: affected, Occupy only shifted the Democratic Party. Um, the Tea Party shifted national politics.
0: Yes, there you go.
1: And so I think Rick Santorum running off of Tea Party momentum beats John Kerry. But, again... And now we have two thousand and twelve we have tax cuts we have a a a, a one party system where the Republicans have the House Senate, and the um, presidency and no restrictions on appointing conservative Supreme Court justices
0: so as, they get two justices in there they get uh actually they get three in there because yeah, um they get um the one that McConnell held open, and then yeah. they get Kagan's seat, and they get Sotomayor's seat.
1: Yeah. So they so now the, the Supreme Court is so red. I mean, but also John Roberts doesn't get appointed. It's a it's a Democratic chief justice,
0: right? That's true. So we have when was, when was John Roberts appointed? He was
1: Bush's judge. But Bush first term or Bush second term?
0: I have a feeling Bush second term. I think it was two
1: thousand five. 2005. So that I means okay. So John a, Roberts is still appointed. It's McCain. It's so you have a very, very, very Republican Supreme Court. Just by every four years, it, it's switching, and the Democrats getting unlucky. with So the now the Democrats here. only
0: have uh, Breyer, RBG, and um, I mean, I guess um, I guess Anthony Kennedy a little bit. Yeah, it's
1: like it's it's Breyer, RBG, and then Kennedy's the third most liberal person on the Supreme Court. Yeah, and you have uh roberts and then the other three
0: roberts thomas alito
1: um the replacement for um what's his face that that uh died scalia scalia
0: scalia is still on the court at this time so you have clarence thomas john roberts anthony (laughs) scalia samuel alito and then you have two other justices that get to be appointed by Republicans during this time. We'll just
1: say we'll just say Gorsuch and Kavanaugh because they sure were both,
0: they were both in the <laughs> not position. Probably not Kavanaugh, but Gorsuch. I, can I mean see getting Kavanaugh.
1: Kavanaugh. It was like a, a ringer for the Supreme Court until the allegations. Okay. Um, yeah. Then if, anyways,
0: if Kavanaugh's name was in the conversation beforehand. You then I'll see give you that one.
1: You see a national politics veer sharply, sharply to the right here in 2012, and uh, what happens in 2016? Because I think here is where Obama.
0: I agree. We have another one term president in Santorum because you have <laughs> the old guard Republican. And again, that now this is 2016. Now we have this. This is when Gary from Gary, Indiana is hopping mad. But again, we don't have a candidate who is bringing out the anger in Indiana in Gary's Gary, Indiana, because that's what the Trump effect was—it was the manifestation of that anger. Yeah. But now, if you have the manifestation of taking anger and turning it into hope, which is what Obama managed to pull off, I think we have a fundamentally different situation.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so now you have Rick Santorum running for re-election against, and I think it—I think you see pretty much what happened in real life in 2008. You see just a huge system, a, a huge, huge. Primary okay. between Hillary Clinton and Obama.
0: I uh, definitely agree. Let's let's stop though because we're we're glossing over a lot of things because right. we're glossing over the things that happened. So we we said that the Great Recession basically dominates politics from 2008 to 2012. Yeah, I still, is remembered as the recession president. Let's <laughs> talk about what happens from 2012 to 2016 with yeah. Republicans probably. I, I mean,
1: carrie care is gone carry care is completely overturned at this point
0: because Carrie care is something that's easy to overturn since it's not like a completely new policy it's just it's, saying
1: yeah it's it's not as um expansive as obamacare yes. and now they have the courts on completely on their side they have that's the right of congress they have this they have the executive carry care because is the gone. supreme
0: court upheld obamacare carry care is gone Okay so yeah and so
1: we're back to the the you know 90s on healthcare but here's the, um, but here's tax the thing. Cut, huge tax cuts yes maybe even a flat tax honestly no she, come on and I, with with the tea party dominating the house and the senate would, they
0: wouldn't they wouldn't completely restructure taxes i think there would be a systematic lowering of taxes yeah i think and definitely a deprogress
1: or a um like i a, don't a, a, a,
0: I don't know if they would have decoupled uh, the, the, I think the it, progressive it gets, system it of taxes. It gets less
1: progressive. I think it gets less progressive and flattens.
0: I think maybe. I think there would not, be not to the extent that libertarians
1: would want, but definitely flattens a, a lot. But let's talk to about like,
0: something else, though. I think because, you see a Marco
1: Rubio or uh, yeah. Ted Cruz "pay your taxes on a postcard" type tax system.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, and so because we also we have another thing in here. We have the the uh, the creation of the sequester that we're also missing out. Mm-hmm. So let's assume that the sequester, mm, I think the sequester still gets created under carry. But uh, here's what I mean. We have the addition of, oh boy, that just glitched out really hard. I don't know if you heard that. No. Okay. We have the, let me just look this up because I'm going to sound really stupid. if It's like Obama didn't create the sequester. There was a massive sequestration crisis in
1: 2015.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, let me just
1: get some Wikipedia on this. The budget sequestration of 2013? We also yeah. wouldn't have seen all the government shutdowns that we saw in from 2012 to 2016 now that it's a one-party system.
0: That's now that probably the, true.
1: The, 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 the Republicans' long-term strategy to take back the House and take back politics is just completely dominant now. Right. Instead of instead of it slowly taking effect in 2016 to much resistance, it's swept the nation.
0: I think oh, this is really hard to <laughs> run that, here, Run that by me one more time. I'm not sure I got all of it. I, I think that what run what by you the 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 bit on sequestration again. Um,
1: well, no, I was just saying that you, the Republicans had a plan that was started to be enacted under um, Bush the senior, where, it, I mean, they started appointing from the ground up, you know, local government officials, state government officials, local judges, and just like slowly built up this really strong base that the Democrats now are, are really faltering from because the Republicans controlled most of the states, controlled most of the localities, controlled the judiciary, gotcha. and now they also control the entire federal government. Good grief. Um... So that's why I'm saying everything is like super harsh, uh, turn to the right, but taxes slash
0: Medicare slash public funding slash. Let's hold up though, because if this is the Republican America that, that we're talking about, let's not sugarcoat this. The Republicans have a responsibility to govern. And one of the things that enabled the Republican Party to shift so hard to the right is that they didn't have a responsibility to govern federally for eight years. Yeah. There was no there was no mandate that they had. So they had a responsibility to govern in the states, which is which is why you saw Republicans controlling state legislatures, governorships, etc. and there was there was kind of a disconnect between state Republican parties and the national Republican Party. Yeah. Because there was no responsibility to govern federally. But now you have a combined Republican control of states and the, and the federal government. Mm-hmm. So you have a unified responsibility to govern. I think that stops the Republican party from going hard to the right. Okay. I think they still move a little bit to the right as a result of the tea party, but you do have this, this notion of we control the courts, we control the white house, we control both houses of Congress. We control a majority of the states. Yeah. We can be responsible governors of this.
1: Okay. I, still think, I think what you'll see is then maybe balanced budgets and you'll see yes. I th- I still think you'll see the the harsh cut to the left maybe but again, as, there's nothing or to the to the right radical the right. there's nothing terribly radical about balanced budgets no but like balanced budgets not through um, raising taxes but
0: through cutting social welfare that we would definitely see we'd see a lot more funding given to the states yeah and, we'd see, and that would divide the country
1: yeah um so so I think we've done enough to paint a rough picture of what 2012 to 2016 would look like. Enough that we can talk about the now eight-year rising star in the Democratic Party who has completed a full term in the Senate, Barack wow. Obama. Wow,
0: He's Ryan, actually completed two, I think, right?
1: No, uh, he was elected in 2004. This is 2016. So it's been 12 years. So almost two. terms. Two. No, yeah, two. So he's so now he the two-term buy- senator of Illinois, Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. He's no longer you know not as fresh faced 8 years older but not 8 years of presidency older so uh, running against the very very slightly elected Rick Santorum and I think this election
0: is a landslide absolutely there's no question Obama it's it's Obama versus Hillary um that we saw in 2008 but yeah. the country goes even harder for Obama I mean mm-hmm. we're basically fanboying at this point but there's a good reason for it uh, Clinton represents
1: Kerry at this point. Clinton is representing the political establishment that has I mean, with Gore, Gore and Kerry didn't do very much in, mm-hmm. in our world. They And no. everything Kerry did just got overturned 12 years ago. Protect the surplus, the don't
0: years. rock the boat.
1: Yeah. They were very much establishment and people want to change because nothing is, no major changes have happened in our system really. Everything, especially in the past four years has been reverted back to 2000. And I think yeah. people are not happy with that and I think that you see pretty much an Obama 2008 performance where he brings out the black vote and you see at least 300 electoral votes. Obama wins. Obama carrying South Carolina? Uh, Possibly. I mean, (laughs) I think he did in
0: 2008. I am not so sure about that. We we can check. Um, At least give him the Rust Belt. At least give him uh, parts of the West. You can actually give him more of the West than he ran in 2008.
1: I, I don't know if he wins anything else other than New Mexico, Colorado, Nevada,
0: and this is 2016. Give Obama Arizona as well.
1: Yeah, because he is bringing out more of the exactly. people of color vote. So I think um, are we? Jeez, oh, and I think he takes Florida now because Florida has been asking for a change for so long.
0: Yeah, uh, this is 2016, Florida. I'm not so sure, but you can give it. Florida's to him. This aging, is, but this is Obama. You can give him Florida. Uh, could you give him Texas?
1: No. <laughs> i think texas hasn't had the the of effective, effective the the reason texas is moving blue now is because of effective democratic leadership which we hadn't seen at this point we had we, we had eight years of obama that brought the country prosperity we haven't had that yet i think texas is still red yeah but i think this is what we're looking at here uh which a is crushing just because think about colossal think about, think about an obama rick santorum debate it wouldn't be close because i mean Santorum is not the public speaker that Obama is. No one is the public speaker that Obama is. And I think Obama wins very, very easily here.
0: Uh, Vice president for Obama?
1: Well, it's not Joe Biden anymore. No. It's not Joe Biden anymore.
0: Who is it? And he is going to be looking for somebody who is white and who is conservative. I don't think it's going to be Hillary Clinton. No, because they were at,
1: at each other's throats way too much.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: looking at the 2016 primary there was no person that ran because it, it was Hillary all the way in 2016
0: and it would be it would be a man uh it Pro- would be a yeah. white woman <sighs> mm.
1: who would be the democratic
0: I'm thinking I'm thinking governors um,
1: yeah maybe it's all right let's look at who ran in 2008 again um, yeah for the Democrats, John Edwards is out. Joe Biden's oh. not running. No, I, mm, I really do not know who Obama's running mate would be.
0: Well, this just this isn't the okay. far This isn't the. This is, this is because the I love. This is because I love past. him. But, but, no, I think she- not Sherrod Brown. <laughs> Tell me why not? Tell me why not? Oh, man, you know he is Ohio and Joe Biden. You do have a point. He's
1: the ohio He's the younger Ohio, slightly more liberal Joe Biden.
0: Bob Casey doesn't have enough name recognition yet Bob so Casey him. and and he Bob Casey
1: doesn't even have Joe Biden's charisma no I think Sherrod Brown oh
0: my god, god
1: you could be right <laughs> and I, I know that there would be on the right so many jokes about Obama Brown as the running ticket but
0: <laughs> it, 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 oh it, no That's considering not... that there were
1: there were signs made that said impeach Obama it's not a racial thing it's an American thing yes yeah. but i think santorum perry and then obama brown the, the perry brown debates would be actually i that's something oh, yeah. to watch but
0: oh god i keep forgetting that rick perry is involved in this whole thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> the rick perry is the vice well i think yeah, anyways Jeez. but obama winning in 2016 i think is what happens yes jared brown's vice president and that's what happened that's what helps him carry the rust belt over especially
0: easily and then I think in 2020, we have a similar situation.
1: Well, let's talk about what would happen under Obama in 2016.
0: Because this is four years later, Obama. This is... Well, dude, because then we still have to talk about Obama is president during coronavirus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Obama's president during Black Lives Matter riots, which have probably been even more pent-up frustration with Republican leadership who hasn't said anything on the matter.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Mm, hmm, hmm.
0: <laughs> and the second question is, who do the Republicans even run in 2020? Because yeah. now you have sort of uh, and, the, the death of the old Republican Party, the death of, of McCain's party. At this but point, you also Santorum goes down. That is the nail in the coffin.
1: Yeah, I think that, I think the McCain party dies, but I don't think you have the rise of the Trump party yet. Because Trump, I, I view Trump as a direct, in direct opposition to Obama.
0: Well, we've now had four years of Obama, so...
1: But I I don't think Trump would challenge Obama.
0: No, I don't Trump think so either. Trump was a
1: challenge to Obama-ism, not to Obama himself.
0: Correct. I, I definitely agree with that. So um, we have
1: Obama around. So think about everything that's happened in twenty from 2016 to 2020 that's not related to Trump. It, would be, a, it, would,
0: be, to it would be a repeat of the budget race. Here's why. At- Democrat, we are in a recession. Democrat will spend out of a recession. How much money do you think Obama would have spent if he spent almost $3 trillion on the 2008 recession? How much money do you think he would have spent okay. on this? Good grief. You, you know what I might?
1: I might. So carry care has failed. The moderate democratic solution to health care has failed. What do you think Obama is going to run for health? Obama will
0: absolutely run on Medicare for all.
1: Medicare for all in 2016. without
0: question, and as and he'll he said, get it done too with a landslide victory. Have first, a
1: landslide within a first. I think it's a first hundred day policy. See, we have <laughs> Medicare for all in America. So we
0: have Medicare or for, we or have some, Medicare for all going into coronavirus or some
1: sort of full coverage healthcare system. Right, where if you're uninsured, you're put under a government policy. Some sort of it might not be full Medicare for all because of Medicare for all who careful. wants it, that kind of deal. You might see a, a public option deal. I, I
0: think, think that's, that's a little bit more... You see
1: feasible. a public option in the first 100 days, easily. At, at least a public option in the first 100 days. Oh. Coronavirus, I think the U.S. has a, a better um, response to it. I think coronavirus is not a political
0: opinion either. Um, and so then we have somebody in the Republicans. They, I think, again, Re- Obama will spend his way out of the out of that recession that's that's yeah. what will happen so we will have now with a further sort of vengeance in 2020 we have the resurgence of the dead hawks but even harder this time
1: yeah because i think that the tea party is like obama really stokes the fire of the tea party oh yeah they just hate. like he did in 2008 but even more so now that the the tea party's had a taste so of power.
0: let's talk fiscal conservatives um Let's talk Rand who, Paul immediately jumps to mind. Rand Paul, not Ron Paul, but Rand Paul starts running. Yeah.
1: Oh, Rubio, Ted Cruz, Kasich, Cruz, Rubio. Okay, so first off, Kasich, Romney, no. Romney might run again. I don't yeah. think Romney might run again, but I think he's kind of still representing the old guard Republicans that are dying out.
0: I agree. You
1: have Trump, the Rubio,
0: Cruz.
1: I think the 2016 election would be a pretty similar field. Hey, we um, haven't talked about not Jeb, yet, though. I mean, if we talked about Jeb, then we'd have to elect him every single time. I mean, we'd have to clap. I just uh.
0: Jeb Bush only existed because of name recognition. He's got no name recognition in, in this world. Yeah, he's so. just the
1: governor of Florida. Before, like, he's still the governor of Florida. Sure, still, but and the Florida, a much more Republican Florida at that. But okay, Marco Rubio would be a huge candidate. Ted Cruz, Rubio,
0: Cruz. I like that. I, I don't. Again, think, I like Rand Paul in all of this. I, I
1: think Kasich is also an an old guard candidate. No, I think Kasich represents the the Santorum McCain
0: party. That is no. But this that is, is also a Kasich who's running against uh, Vice President Sherrod Brown.
1: I, I again, I think Kasich and Brown are very very similar politically, and I, I don't think that they would have. I don't think that that would have happened.
0: And Kasich is not a fiery deficit hawk, but again, no. Kasich is definitely in the conversation for that vice presidency. Oh, because-
1: Kasich's definitely a, a vice presidential contender. But I think I think the main race is Cruz, Rubio, Paul. I uh, okay. I think it's it's Cruz and Rubio is or sorry, uh, Cruz and Paul is the debt hawks, the ones that are saying we have to do something. Chris Christie probably still runs also,
0: but he actually um, runs to the left for reals this time. Yeah, Chris
1: Christie as a Chris Christie and Marco Rubio. Are the more moderate Republicans that are new Republicans? They're not. They're not McCain Republicans, but they're more moderate Republicans.
0: No, I think the Republican Party shifts right. I think so too. But I think
1: it's the the two factions and the Republican. Party's but come on, the, really the Republican open. Party
0: is definitely going to have somebody slightly more charismatic, slightly less off putting than Ted Cruz. Because so, the way that this debate is going is is to, is we're going to end up saying Ted Cruz wins the primary.
1: I. I I think it's Rubio that wins. I think Rubio makes more sense. A new American country, Marco Rubio, twenty sixteen. A new Republican, Marco Rubio, twenty sixteen.
0: All right, let's 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 play this out then, because I I agree that I think I think Rubio is the best candidate. But is Rubio the candidate that would win the primary? Mm. He did well, and you don't have Trump out there making fun of him for being short. You don't have Trump completely shutting down Rubio's chances. Yeah,
1: I think I think um, I think Romney's an important voice in the primary, but I don't think he runs. No, I don't think he runs either. Santorum definitely runs for a little bit, realizes it's definitely not going to happen, and then he drops. No, out Santorum's
0: like, not going to run in this I environment. Think
1: Santorum opens the exploratory committee. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay, Huckabee. Huckabee's a definite possibility.
0: He's old guard though. He's old
1: guard. He's old guard, but he's reinvented himself. Old guard. Oh that's true cuz he became a tea party voice. I think it I think it comes down to Cruz Rubio. I think Paul helps invigorate the tea party base but I think it comes down to Cruz Rubio. Paul yeah. just like here Paul got one one delegate. He yeah. he had the he was again like a Bernie candidate where he had a yeah. strong a strong base but not a large base. Yeah. And then in a Rubio-Cruz race for the Republican nomination.
0: Rubio have, probably takes it.
1: I think Rubio takes it.
0: Cruz does not... Rubio is think, a good candidate to unify around, whereas Ted Cruz will always have yes. that edge of like... But I hating. think
1: Rubio knows that he's farther left of the Republican Party, so he appoints a more conservative vice no, president. But No, but
0: we're saying that Rubio's running as a deficit hawk.
1: But I think he appoints another deficit hawk. I don't think he appoints a Kasich.
0: No, I no. But a Kasich. Hmm. I think. We're, I think if we have presidential candidate Rubio, we have he appoints somebody who is more like orthodox. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think Rubio runs as orthodox against Cruz. Because Cruz would be. Well, Cruz wouldn't be orthodox, but Cruz r- runs Rubio. as an outsider because Cruz is, for yeah. whatever reason, paints himself as an outsider. So Rubio
1: would be the insider. In this, in this in between the two, Rubio is viewed as the political insider. Ted Cruz is viewed as the poster child of the Tea Party, which means Rubio still, I think, pulls out a victory, but he needs to, he needs to make sure he has the Tea Party support. Okay, so Rubio post.
0: runs to the left of the Tea Party, but probably in the middle of the party. Yeah.
1: So yeah, he that, then yes. gets
0: a Tea Party person. Mm-hmm. I honestly like the I, I. honestly like the idea of Rubio having a woman on the ticket.
1: I could see that. I could definitely see that. I was I was going to say Scott Walker, but I definitely see the appeal of having ooh 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 Nikki Haley. Is Haley popular at this point? Where, where is Where is Haley politically?
0: She's governor of um... South Carolina. Yes.
1: Rubio Haley. Oh, that's that that's a is dynamic a- ticket. That is a very, that, must, that might be us just being a little too hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Obama-Brown versus Rubio-Haley is a very, very good election going into 2020. Dang. Can you imagine if that was what we were covering <laughs> instead of two candidates? <sighs> both have dementia. So,
0: <laughs> Such so, nuance. All
1: right, so uh, if we had to predict what would happen in 2020. I think we a- get
0: a little bit of a similar result to Obama-Romney, where Rubio and Haley would put up a very, very good fight. But I think Obama would just be able to overpower. I think, I
1: think they take some stuff back. I think they absolutely start running they take Indiana society. back. They, they take Florida
0: r- back. Yeah,
1: they take Indiana, Florida, North Carolina back easily right off the bat. Um, um, I think they might even take New Hampshire. Get the yes. li- they bring out the libertarians in New Hampshire, Arizona, maybe even Rubio's no. Just, um, ah, yeah, take Rubio, back Arizona and maybe maybe New. I think New Mexico's a toss up. Uh they take back Nevada in this as well. Oh. And then Ohio is also Do You think they take back Nevada? Yeah. And so pretty much here we have an election where Obama needs to win either New Mexico or Ohio.
0: And we've got Sherrod Brown in Ohio. So if, you, yeah. so if he doesn't win New Mexico, which he definitely does, he's winning Ohio. Because by the way, it doesn't actually matter Obama who wins is? New Mexico in this. It matters who wins Ohio.
1: Yeah. Pro- probably wins Ohio. But I say again, like, Obama wins Ohio. Yeah. I think, I think you have a close election. I think it's the popu- I think the the electoral college doesn't represent how tight the popular vote will be in this cuz yes, yes. M- Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania are it will going be to be incredibly close. I think those are going to be like tilts blue, like very very slightly blue. Yeah. Um and I mean this is not too far off from this is not too far off from our
0: prediction for 2020. <laughs> no, it's really not. So it's in but, line with demographics oh that's actually this with the exception of maybe nebraska and maine this is exactly our 2020 prediction
1: i think i think that one goes Maine, um but yeah it's this is very similar to our current 2020 prediction but it's so so different because this is obama winning probably a second term against a very good and a very different republican party than what we're seeing today
0: i think yeah because let's let's just make that clear we are liberals we're progressives but a a marco sure like i would definitely disagree with the economic platform of a rubio haley ticket but i could i would have a hard time being like that's a i'd have a hard time saying that that was like a bad ticket yeah i'd have a hard time campaigning i'd have a i would have a very hard time saying you can't vote for rubio and haley they are bad people yeah, like that would be something that would be that would be really hard to sell. It would be hard and, to sell negative ads.
1: I mean, when we're talking about Rubio and Obama, you're talking about people who are so so good at spinning the narrative. Oh and my goodness! Great public speakers. That that would be such an interesting, such an interesting election here. And you know, Rubio is slightly tainted by the school shootings. Yeah, and the you know the whole NRA. Uh, what was it 86 cents or some whatever? um where he he he's still taking NRA money but i think it's it's a close election it's a very different america but i think what you see is obama brown 2020 <laughs> so let's let's just recap what happens here we have oh uh, man yeah gore winning in 2000
0: that's our that's um, that's our independent variable right now yeah
1: so so this is our final recap as we're entering the second hour of recording <laughs> we have Gore, Gore Lieberman, two thousand. He, in a close election, loses to McCain, who has a a close electoral or a close popular vote election, but a cushiony uh, electoral college victory for John McCain and Rick Santorum
0: in two thousand four. Um, in two thousand
1: four, but the economy doesn't do well, and the Iraq War loses popularity, so he loses to John, who beats out Hillary Clinton in a the 2008 primary. primary runs with Joe Biden and wins in a bigger but still close victory. Yes. Um, Against McCain-Santorum. Yeah, an electoral electoral college very close.
0: Yes. We now and have... Biden Biden... Yeah. Oh, man. The Wi-Fi is switching out a little bit here. So. The economy.
1: Sorry. Uh, Kerry and Biden radically transformed the economy. Not radically, but viewed as radically transformed the economy.
0: Via spending out of the recession because... Yes, spending out of the recession.
1: Um, but Kerry does not have the charisma of Obama to get re-elected in 2012 against Rick Santorum, who, because, <laughs> because the Electoral College is just so close, is able to sneak out a popular, vote law, a popular vote loss
0: Electoral College victory win. Absolutely. We get Tea Party light in this situation, and yeah. Santorum is able to uh, capitalize on his Rust Belt credentials. And then
1: um, the one-party system really shifts America uncomfortably to the left, or uncomfortably to the right, People yes. aren't super happy with that. And then when the rising star finally emerges from the Democratic Party, Barack Obama, the two-term senator from Illinois, running with Sherrod Brown, the two-term senator, I think, from Ohio. Yes. The the Rust Belt, the people of color. The, the, the Democratic Party we saw in 2008 comes out in full force in 2016 and is able to continue that victory at a, at a slightly smaller margin against the strong ticket of Marco Rubio and Nikki Haley.
0: But That's what at the same time. <laughs> at the same time, then sending us careening slightly toward modern day twenty twenty politics, mm-hmm. just anywhere from five to ten years removed. We get Tea Party light in two thousand and uh, in two thousand and twelve. We then yeah. get Tea Party the real thing in two thousand and twenty when Obama's deficit spending against the coronavirus brings out uh, budget oriented conservatives. Yeah in force. Because
1: I think what you see here is Sherrod Brown and Hillary Clinton. And you might even see Bernie throwing his hat here. He's probably a little too old, though, at this point in 2024. You you see Brown-Clinton running. Clinton is a slightly more moderate. Brown is continuing Obama's uh, liberal legacy, running against, honestly, maybe Donald Trump in 2024.
0: Clinton's not running in 2024.
1: Come on. No. So I think you see you might see brown trump in 2024
0: maybe maybe there's also some other candidates who exist in the party right now that i think would have performed well you have um you have kamala harris uh definitely as somebody who's eyeing it up um there's a few other democratic candidates who make themselves known in this election cycle um So I I just want to use some of the more establishment wing say
1: real quick. We're not too crazy for having all this single party turnover because Chester A. Arthur to Grover Cleveland to Benjamin Harrison back to Grover Cleveland was also four one-term presidents in a row.
0: And then over to William
1: McKinley was actually one, two, three, four, five, one-term presidents switching parties every time.
0: So this, this
1: is, this is crazy.
0: Oh, and here, let me do you one better. Let me do you one better. You know what it ends in? It ends in Teddy Roosevelt for eight years. Yeah, it's not unforeseeable to see this end in Donald Trump for eight years, or, but, or I mean, I think it
1: ends in Obama for eight
0: years, and Obama situation. for eight years, Democratic Teddy Roosevelt, which is kind of hilarious to say, yeah,
1: but oh, that's such a strange election that we have. Of
0: <laughs> Centaur, history, Perry history turns on the smallest things,
1: yes, and I think we have an odd but concrete prediction as to what would happen if Al Gore had won the 2000 election. This is an evolving
0: conversation. If there's something that we said here that jumps out and you're like, that doesn't sound like it makes any sense. Yeah. Tweet at us, leave comments. This is something that we really are, have no good reason to, but we care a lot about and we want to get it right. The
1: only things (laughs) that have stayed pretty much constant is that Obama is running for president in 2016, either as the incumbent or as a challenger. And that McCain is running for president in 2004. That's really all that's consistent. Like everything else has changed. I I don't think we had, we hadn't even talked about vice presidents first. So obviously Rick Santorum was not in the picture for 2012. (laughs) But I mean, that's, that's important. And, you know, obviously with more in-depth analyses, we might bring in more what happens with the Senate and Senate candidates and the house and everything. But all right, this is a certainly different picture for American history.
0: (laughs) Good or bad. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. But it is your line. (laughs) Yes, I'm reading.
1: It is now 6:37 p.m. on this Saturday evening, and our time is just about up.
0: Our intro and outro music is by Paul Abrams of Rock Solid Panda, and it's been produced by Elise Duda
1: you can find a recording of this podcast only on your podcast listening apps because this won't be on youtube it's an exclusive but any of our other episodes including our last week exclusive episode where we go through what's going to happen in 2020 in real life not in this fake world we've created is on our youtube as well as every other show um make sure to also follow us on our facebook instagram twitter uh, at catch 52 for the first two and at 52 catch for twitter uh stay updated on anything that we have upcoming hopefully um, in a few weeks, we might even be live again. Who who knows? That would be crazy, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath. No, but we'll see. But in the We're meantime, gonna... <laughs> we welcome your comments, your feedback, and your suggestions. Do have a good Friday, and as always, a great weekend.